How long after we're declared overdue can we expect a rescue? 17 days. 17 days? Hey, man, I don't want to rain on your parade. We're not going to last 17 hours. It's about to get real Chilling everybody's fascinated with films I got Dave on my left and Paul on the right We talking movies all day and all fucking night That's just how we do it now Cause we breaking it down And everybody get your popcorn, come gather round <laughs> He had that one already written No, no man, that's a freestyling I'm sure I know <laughs> So hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Booms What's going on everybody? What is up? Seems like it's been a while but and we only missed like a few days, I think, like that between our normal like week to week because of uh, the pig roast. Yeah, I'm still in a pig had. coma. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, ironically, I didn't eat a ton of pork. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I ate a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I ate a lot. We took some home. We went back the next day and had leftovers. So Heck, yeah. I'm porked I fed out. my dog a bunch of pork. <laughs> <laughs> she got a bunch more early come. That's yeah, awesome. so it was cool. We got to uh, reconnect with some of the family and friends and... Uh, Got to talk some movies and played everything. Ball. Played some wiffle ball. Played some golf the next day, and I got sore as hell. But <laughs> I had dreams of organizing a wiffle ball game, but those quickly <laughs> When I looked around, everybody was just lounging yeah. and drinking. Yeah. I mean, we were just pitching and hitting. Yeah. That, that's kind of my you style anyway. You need eight people to have a decent wiffle small ball. field wiffle ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then everyone into it. But yeah. when, you yeah, only, when you only got four people, like, really... Solid, let's do this. <laughs> so, yeah, what was our last pod? Last pod was 70s horror. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that. Since then, I've been thinking... us or for the people? Uh, yeah, the people. I know, we, I know we enjoyed it. But I've been thinking ever since then, what didn't I put on there? There's a whole bunch. Because I watched The Sentinel. Did you ever seen that with Chris Sarandon? Oh, man, it was time. so good. Oh, totally man. forgot how great it was. I would have put it on there. So next time, next 70s horror we're going to do, we'll put it on there. But this week, we got something really special. We got actors pods, the actor actress kind of convergence pod. Nice. We've done a couple before. We did the Gene Hackman, Francis McDermott. We did Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, and this one. Well, we got Dave. You tell me. You, you don't know. We got it. <laughs> surprise. Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Bill Paxton, the late great Sigourney Weaver. Bill Paxton, the late great Sigourney Weaver. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not breaking news here. <laughs> She's still with us. She's still set up for Avatar. Yeah, two, look at three, her IMDb four, yeah, like I'm projects in the pipeline. Who sets that many far in advance? You know, I know he's doing a couple. I think in a row. I think you he's know doing what, it like though? Lord of the Rings style, where he's it's filming three of them. Financially, oh, wow. it makes good sense hmm. because. If, especially if you're going to, over five movies, if you have every script solid, it, you might have one location yeah. you know is going to be now. See, other ones are filmed in Hawaii, it, too. Yeah, so. just do them all in one spot. Yeah. But what happens if you make all three movies and the first one's a flop? <laughs> well, you're screwed. Oh, it sucks, I, man. He, he has, I, he, James Cameron doesn't put out flops. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. the thing. If you look at his uh, body of work, he usually... <laughs> you might not like all yeah. of his stuff, but... It, None of them will flop. Like, you really want to do this movie about this big ocean liner? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Everyone knows how it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen the uh, South Park episode where they do James Cameron raising the bar? 
Oh, really? His <laughs> name is James Cameron, oh. the bravest pioneer. I don't remember that one. <laughs> He's in the submergible. Yeah. Like, at the, like the bar was in the Mariana Trench or something. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, uh, how low the bar was set for ridiculousness. Who is it? Who's the guy that made all the songs like for Sandlot and like uh, Three Amigos? Very popular guy, plays oh. piano. Oh, oh Humperdinck? yeah. No. no, the uh, the guy who did like Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. yeah I they made fun of name. him on yeah. Family Guy. On Family Guy. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I brought the bar down here this low because <laughs> nobody wanted to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So these are two actors we've been watching since we were day one. Super young, man. Yeah, day one, really. I think we should work through. We're gonna work through five by uh, Sigourney. Then we'll work into the Convergence one, and then we'll do the five by Bill Paxton. Just because I want to end it with that last one we have set for Bill Paxton because it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, uh, that's so happened in a good. long time. But uh, yeah, do you you always remember watching Sigourney, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, I won't name the name, but, it, you know. I well, mean, we're going to start right off with the Big Daddy, so yeah. we might as well uh, start right off with uh, 1984's Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Yeah, who are you going to call, man? <laughs> we, saw this in the, <laughs> <laughs> we saw this in the movie theater. It was very memorable because, remember, this was the day that we went and saw it in Foxborough and Dad locked the keys in the car. Oh, and then and Grandpa we, happened and to be walking Grandpa by, Grandpa happened right? to be. There was like a parade or a festival going yeah, on yeah. right outside. And Dad's like, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. We locked the keys in the car. I guess I'm going to have to call a locksmith. And then we just turned to the left, and my grandfather was there who was always prepared for everything. And oh, he, wow. He had, like, a coat hanger in the... Uh, in the <laughs> Slim Jim. <gym. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he just came and pulled it up. But, man, we were so damn excited to see Ghostbusters. Did, uh, did and we had seen it several times in the theater because the first time we saw it was just you, me, and Matt because Mom and Dad decided to go see Top Secret instead. Oh, nice. Who won that? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. They hated it. I remember when they came out, they were like, it was so bad. stupid. Yeah, so we... But it was good. They ended up going to see <laughs> uh, <Latrine>. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. I know a little German. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah, we do slapstick comedies. Yeah. Like, we're definitely... Oh. Definitely have to be on Absolutely. one of them too. Loaded because, weapon, yeah. yeah, loaded weapon, <laughs> hot shots, all those ones would have to be on there. But Ghostbusters, I think they had seen it afterwards because they were. I mean, if you were a Ghostbusters fan in '84, everyone was a Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase fan. You know, oh, yeah. coming off Saturday Night Live, our parents were huge fans. Wasn't so, Rick Moranis in that uh, comedy troupe? SCTV. Too? Yeah, yeah, he was in SCTV. So Ernie Hudson was probably the only one we weren't familiar with in that movie. But you knew who he was uh, after that. She certainly uh, did. <laughs> and uh, even with uh, Harold Ramis, people knew Harold Ramis from Stripes, uh-huh. and they knew him as the writer of uh, and director of what? Um, Strange Brew. No, no, that was uh, that was the Marinus guys. Oh. But it was. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Caddyshack. Oh, those really? Were all Harold, those were all Harold Ramis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Harold Ramis. I'm yeah, sorry. Harold I thought Ramis. you were talking about... Uh, the Great Egon. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Annie yeah. Potts. Everybody has three mortgages. <laughs> 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 so what are your uh, memories of Ghostbusters? Man, I just for me, one of the main things is the opening scene in the library. In the library? Yeah. yeah. You know, it was creepy, too. Was. You, you forget that we saw this when, because this came out in 84, so I was probably, I was going to turn nine that year, but chances are when I saw it, I was eight. Mm-hmm. So seeing that in the theater and seeing. I bet. I don't, you I don't didn't think... really expect the ghost that kind of shocking just Absolutely. to pop up, too. And there were several moments in that movie that had kind of a level of 
scariness to him that a lot of kids weren't used to. Even the Zool stuff yeah. or the the big uh, the barbecue dog. The, <laughs> the dog. Yeah, the dogs. <laughs> the super's gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, even that scene with Sigourney, the first scene where she's in the kitchen and the. Uh, Oh, the eggs! The and eggs start boiling on the, oh, uh, the countertops yeah. and the chair. Well, that was later on, but yeah, that was a shocking scene too. Yeah, the idea that she just got taken over. By <laughs> I just gave her about a thousand cc's. I want you inside me. I think there's already enough people. Yeah. I think there's too many people in there already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just watching that Rick Morena scene where uh, they meet in the hallway. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> And As the key master? No, or no, 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 no. Before that, when, oh, yeah. where he's inviting her to the party. Yeah. <laughs> and he's it. like, your, your television was turned on real loud, so I turned my television on real loud. I climbed <laughs> yeah. out and tried to get yours off. It's <laughs> 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 ridiculous, man. And this was a, a brilliant idea that is carried on through cartoons and oh, yeah. even the remake. Video games. Uh, video games, figures. all that stuff. I love the yeah. action figures, and, man. I mean, and there the were cartoons, a ton of money. There was two of them, remember? There was like the Ghostbusters yep. and, and then, then the real Real Ghostbusters, yeah. because one the original was one was good. Yeah, the real Ghostbusters. The original one was weird, and they had the monkey in it. It was a big gorilla, yeah, and yeah, it was a bunch yeah, of other yeah, characters that had nothing to do with the with the movies. Which was weird that it even got greenlit to go out there. Yeah, and they were pissed. It's too much when you have to put the real at the beginning of your stuff. Right. I know a lot of yeah, a lot of people on Twitter have to do that, like the, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the real right. such and such, yeah. because people confuse it, and you have to look for that blue check mark. I remember, sure uh, I remember is. seeing like a an interview with Dan. Ackroyd and it was like pre Ghostbusters remake, you know, or oh, yeah, whatever yeah. they call that one, which I thought was good. Which um, the, 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 the remake? Oh, I haven't. Yeah, seen. I liked um, it. I thought it was good. We'll, well talk a little and bit. They about were, that in a you know, on this on this interview, they were asking about like a Ghostbusters three, and I've actually never had the chance to see it. But he said that the storyline on the video game was supposed to be meant as the third movie. And oh, you can actually go on YouTube and like watch it. And I think it's like an hour and 15 minutes or something like wow. that. So, um, Oh, they, they filmed someone playing through the video game. Yeah. And just took all the cut scenes from it and put it together and like made oh. the movie out of it. So I don't know. I need to check that out sometime because like he literally out of his mouth said like, this was supposed to be the third one. Yeah. You know, that's brilliant. Man. And I think all of their voices are the voices in that game too. Oh, interesting. I think so. I didn't know that. I don't remember the video game game the original it must have been the i know there was an an, an 8-bit nes game for it but i thought it sucked they ended remember. up not getting along after a while right who's bill this bill murray and dan Aykroyd. uh well i know they had some friction on the set of saturday night live because bill murray was living with hunter s thompson at the time yeah so he was doing so, mad amount of drugs what? but also um, <laughs> ken <Ross> thompson yeah, <laughs> yeah also don't uh, be spreading this fake news yeah <laughs> harold ramus and bill murray fell out on uh on groundhog Ken, day on groundhog day yeah really, yeah um that was the last time they ever worked with each other and like you know bill murray made a statement when harold ramus died and i mean honestly it wasn't like a super loving you know it was just kind of huh. like well we had our problems but you know rest in peace da, da, da. he was a genius like, man and those yeah. guys worked close together i don't know what the falling out was I don't either. just seeing them in stripes is just hilarious oh yeah to watch them do their thing it's a shame we lost him really young because people forget they don't see him a lot of times in the movie but he's behind the scenes a lot in those movies yeah. that he did even like i think he did club paradise too which is a random one a lot of people don't even remember the Robin Williams, Williams one. Yeah, the Robin Williams one that had Eugene Levy and Rick good. Moranis in it. Oh, wow. I remember they were that. after pot through the whole movie and they finally <laughs> find it. It was like a Jamaican like vacation type uh, uh, type thing. It was really funny. Huh. Yeah, you have to check that out. But what are some of your favorite scenes in Ghostbusters? I like when they're 
the whole tone of the movie seems to shift when um, Dan Aykroyd and who's the black Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson were yeah. riding. Uh-huh. Remember they and then they switch oh, to yeah, that really dark music. They're talking about do you believe in God? Oh yeah, and the whole feel of the movie just changed. It did right dark at that point. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. This when is- Pecker came in and released the yeah. uh, the ghosts, yeah. To the city, that's kind of where it really shifted yeah. to me, and we were like, "Oh, this is some dark shit." That was a great and scene. You guys need us now. Before we were just performing a public service for for money for people that uh, needed us in their private residence, but yeah. now we actually got to save the city. How about yeah. you? You have any uh, um, scenes that stand see. out more than others? Yeah, well, actually, just like effects wise, I really liked where they fought Gozer at the end. I yeah. mean, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh yeah, yeah. And, like you know, the gate that she was in. Yeah. <laughs> It just popped what, in what there. did you do, Ray? What did you do? I, I, it just popped in there. I tried what? to think of the most what just harmless in thing. There? Oh, I love be. Ernie yeah. Hudson. He's next time someone asks if you were a guy, you say yes. Oh, was that him? I thought that was uh, Bill Murray. No, no it was Ernie. Oh yeah. yeah. I do like the first time they see the ghost when they catch the ghost and then they they're leaving and oh at the hotel like, well here's five if it's five thousand dollars we can tame it we're on a special on that this yeah. Week. yeah it's only twenty five hundred yeah. I love that whole thing and then with he's like, uh, I had no idea how much it was gonna cost I refuse to pay yeah <laughs> we'll just go ahead and put That's it fine. back in yeah. there <laughs> I love when they went up uh, they met the guy outside the elevator he's like you guys oh, yeah. sort of cosmonauts yeah <laughs> he's like, I'll take the next one thanks yeah. no he's like someone's hot cockroach up yeah. on twelve yeah. it must, must have been some, some cockroach you take your head off man. Yeah. <laughs> or were they shot at the maid? What oh, the hell are you yeah. doing? What the? <laughs> Remember we used to run around saying killer clean lady? Oh, yeah, the killer Remember clean lady. Remember down in, in, uh, in Florida? Yeah, it was Florida or We New had Hampshire, gone on vacation gone, right after yeah. we saw this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And every time we saw a clean lady in the hallway, we kind of thought it reminded us of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> spraying the fire out with the clean. <laughs> oh, man, I yeah. love when he gets slimed for the first time. Oh. Dan Aykroyd's so excited. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Save some of it. Oh, that was, I was uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Egon. Egon, yeah, yeah save right. some for me. Oh, man, yeah. it was great. And Sigourney Weaver had come in because we're actually we're talking about one of the Aliens movies in this pod. We're going to talk about Aliens later on. That'll be our convergence between Bill Paxton. But she's coming off of the first Alien for this movie when mm-hmm. she comes into this. And she br- brings a lot of credibility into this movie as kind of that great star. And she's kind of an, uh, an imposing force anyways because she's so damn tall. Yeah. She's just shy of six feet tall. She's like, I think her IMDb page said 5'11 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where you use the half. Well, like you, you're a little you kid. Like, <laughs> I'm giving myself six you, feet. Yeah, you, yeah. you like that half. I mean, <laughs> if she wears heels, I oh, mean, yeah. she's got to be like 6'2". Yeah. So it's, it's pretty wild how huge she is and she's got to come and be like right off of uh bill murray and all these scenes and then like you said the scene where she gets attacked by the go- uh, the dogs inside the chair yeah where the hands come out mm-hmm. of the chair just drag her across and yeah. then she's got those great scenes with her and rick Moranis absolutely they, they come to each other and the gatekeeper and the key master i love, I love the it. uh the chase between rick Moranis and the dog oh outside the restaurant yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all the people like you know he's screaming and everybody just stops and looks at the window yeah. And then just returns yeah. eating like nothing Even happened. before that at the party. All right, who this brought the, the dog? Yeah. <laughs> the scene you were talking about, um, there, I was watching that um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh-huh. And she, at her boyfriend said, we can go eat anywhere. She's like, I want to go eat at the 
restaurant during the scene in Ghostbusters. <laughs> and so her other guy that liked her came running up to the oh that is hilarious. <laughs> it was like watching him and then just turns around and then slides that's the awesome yeah that's, that's pretty <laughs> that's <funny>. great <laughs> yeah i i loved it and like we said the the new ghostbusters i didn't think it was that bad i, I didn't think it was as bad as what people thought granted i would have loved to have seen the characters from the original ghostbusters kind of them keep continuity instead of didn't one Instead of them, of Dan wasn't one of them in it? They're all in it. Uh, no. All the living ones, yeah. except for Rick Moranis were yeah. in it. Sigourney okay. was in it. Uh, she played like the crazy uh, wild-haired uh, woman that was with Kate McKinnon in the movie. And then, oh, that's right. She was her uh, professor yeah. or her... Uh, her mentor. Call- yeah, yeah, that's it. And then uh, Ernie Hudson played Leslie Jones's Dad. uncle or oh, yeah. something because yeah, he's the was... one that gave her the uh, uh, the vehicles right. and everything. And Dan Aykroyd played a taxi driver. And then <laughs> Bill Murray played the guy who... He almost played like the Pecker character who did yeah. not believe in what they were doing and was going to try to shut them all down yeah. and everything. I love... Uh, uh, Bill Murray, or I mean Dan Aykroyd's line in that one. Yeah. You know, he's in the cab grinder. He's like, Lady, I lived in New York blah, 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 all yeah. these years. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I would have loved to have seen him. And I think that's what a lot of people had a problem with is they tried to just create their own thing instead of working everyone in. Yeah. And it would have Why been an easy have fix. been who they were. Exactly. Well, and I, I often tell people that it's like the easiest fix. You make Melissa McCarthy, Dan Aykroyd's daughter. Right. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And she's taking over the family business. Yep. And they can work all those characters in as their own characters yeah. and who, who they are and it would have been amazing but they kind of set it off a little different and I like Melissa McCarthy and I like Paul Feig who did the movie mm. yeah, some of his other stuff like I thought Heat was funny and I thought Spy was hilarious with I'm Jason sick Stanton. of her though yeah well that's the problem and it's happening they, now they with that Happy Land murder saturation. It's, it's just oversaturation yeah. you know it's different if you came up with a movie once a year or once every couple of years but she's having like three or four drop a year and yeah. it's all I understand comedies. why you do it absolutely if that money's it. coming you take yeah. it you know because yep. you, you don't want to be six months down the road not and everything like, dried up because you're not relevant you know yeah. either good or bad yeah. you know but I thought the special effects were great I thought all the uh, the ladies that were in it were great Kate McKinnon's probably one of the funniest yeah, actresses out right now yeah. she's amazing in Saturday Night Live I mean she rules that yeah, show right absolutely. now absolutely and uh, I loved uh, Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth was oh, hilarious right, in it. Yeah. I mean obviously he was a little overly stupid See, he could have even been like uh Rick Moranis' kid. Yeah. Just as a, as a funny thing. You it's know? true. It could have been. <laughs> then again, technically, I think Rick Moranis was probably smart, but he just was kind of that hapless Did they try to get him the and account. he didn't do it? Yeah, or? he turned it down. He, he doesn't do anything anymore. Yep. I think after Little Giants, he hasn't done anything. He yep. came on and did that one episode of the Goldbergs when he played Dark he Helmet. He Dark Helmet. Uh, but he didn't take the helmet off, so you didn't see him. In it. Right. it could have been anybody, but yeah. it, it was him. So if you were on the set, you got to see him, but yeah. you didn't get to see him in That's the movie. That's funny that he wouldn't. It's a shame. I would have loved to. He's classic, man. I don't know why but he yeah. must take that money and run. I can't yeah. blame him on that aspect of it, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I saw him do, like, a charity commercial last year. Really? Oh, yeah. really? oh wow. How would he look? Good. Yeah, I mean, you could tell looked, it was Rick Oh, yeah, instantly. He looks I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks very, man, like, I love Little similar. Giants, man. I love him in that Yeah, movie. My too. Blue Heaven. My Blue Heaven oh, was such a great, a great movie one. with him, too. Yeah, well, I, next time we do an actor pod that we all pick an actor, I think yeah. I'm going to pick him because yeah. you need to come back, Rick. Yeah, <laughs> Rick would be a good one. But yeah, like we said, Sigourney Weaver really rocked it in Ghostbusters. But not until this next movie did she get a lot of... Well, she got nominated for the Aliens, which we'll talk about later. Uh, went right before we're going to talk about Bill Paxton. But she was also nominated for this next movie, 1988's Gorillas in the Mist. Mm. Now, this was a great, great movie <clears throat> back in the day. Did you remember watching this when you were younger? I do remember watching it when I was younger. Uh-huh. And I don't think I was young. When I was young, I didn't appreciate it I didn't much. appreciate this movie. You I know? didn't just like... And what was the other one that... 
that was about the chimps? Uh, what was the The Jane Goodall. There was, one, there was Jane a, Goodall They did a movie one. about uh, her? I didn't know if they did a movie yeah, about her. See, and I thought Gorillas in the Mist was about Jane Goodall. No, a lot Fosse. of people do that. Well, see... Uh, Fosse is the girl. I even make that mistake yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually did see this in the theater. Oh, really? But I, I was, but I was too young, yeah. so my parents just gave me a bunch of quarters to go play the video games out in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. you know get, what get that monkey! So the only parts <laughs> I saw was coming back in going... I need more quarters. I gotta go play Rampage. That's, <laughs> yeah. my, that's my monkey. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Yeah. Well, and around the same time was Greystoke Legend of Tarzan, which was a which is a great one with uh, what's his name, Christopher Lambert, and mm. uh, that. Was, the so Highlander? there was a couple gorilla movies around at this time. What's that? The Highland. The Highlander himself. <laughs> <laughs> but gorillas in the Man, mist. Would you just, get? Would you get within a hundred yards of these things? Oh no! Oh, Ever no. in a million no. years, and they used a lot of real gorillas in this movie. There were certain times they didn't, but they had the the great uh, Rick Baker, who had already won the Academy oh, Award yeah, yeah. for American Wolf in London, and I you really can't even tell the fake ones from the real ones in yeah. this one. But there were scenes where I mean, she's literally letting them like groom her and just sit next That's to her so and everything, crazy. And, and it is insane. I mean, there was one. What was the one that could sign? Was it Coco? Yeah, I yeah. think it was Coco. Yeah. He was pretty gentle. And remember, with the around the same time too was Project X, which was a great one about the chimps uh, with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that one. Helen Hunt, love that one. It was sad uh, at times, and Girls and Mist had that moment where it was sad. But if you're not familiar with the story of Girls and Mist, you've got Diane Fossey, who's probably the premier person when you think of who's working with gorillas because when the movie starts she just is is showing up at these lectures where it's some guy who's been studying them but actually has not been living with them who's looking for a person to actually go out there and do it and she signs up she's like i am willing to give part of my life up to be able to do this shit yeah and she shows up not realizing that he's not going he's like i'm not going he's like i'm doing my own thing i've got teachers and classes and stuff like that you're going by yourself and gets a guide for her and everything and she shows up with this guide and this guide like spends the whole time there with her there's a really fantastic scene when they when they finally get there and they're walking through the jungle and everything Mm -hmm. they're looking for five hours and they were like uh they're like searching for five hours and she's like so what are we looking for here we what do we expect to find and everything and what kind of uh stuff have you tracked before and he's like well elephants and tigers and uh, hippos and that type of thing and she's like in gorillas and he says no no not never gorillas she's like wait you, you, don't, you haven't tracked gorillas she's like well, what have we been doing for the last five hours, she, five hours. She's, he's like I've been waiting for you to tell me what to do no <laughs> shit so they literally uh, <laughs> fuck that are, <laughs> she's got nothing to go on and early on she comes into the, and this is what the big problem is with her and her struggle through this entire movie she ends up spending I think I want to say like four or five years there living with the gorillas oh, wow. and like living in huts and everything. But it's yeah. like poachers. Yeah, are that's to that's the big problem here is the poachers. Yeah. She and, and she realizes it's a problem. major problem when she goes because occasionally she'll go out of the jungle and she'll go back in the small cities in, in Africa here, and uh, I think this is in the Congo when this uh, where this is. And she's going. There's a scene where she's going. She's looking. Uh, people are buying or selling goods everywhere, and she finds this one woman who's selling gorilla hands. And she and she's trying to get this woman to say, where'd you get these? Where'd oh, you get wow, these? And the yeah. woman just like takes off. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> and they realize how much of a problem this is. And then later on in the movie, uh, they actually come across the poachers. And uh, there's a great scene where 
uh, all the poachers get away except for one, and she grabs him. And ends up being like this little, like seven-year-old boy, and they're oh, trying to get the man. seven-year-old boy to tell him where the <laughs> poachers lived and everything. And the boy, they're like teasing him with like a Snickers bar and shit. And she had bought these crazy masks, this like red mask that covers like uh, the top part of her head but exposes her mouth. Yeah, and had this long stringy hair. So what she does is she starts pumping in like music in from her hut, and she puts the mask on uh-huh. because people think she's a witch. People uh-huh. call her a witch, and she scares the shit out of this kid until he's bet. crying his eyes out and telling him whatever the hell he wants to know and everything. It's awesome. Had a, could have had a Snickers bar. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a great Why moment wait? where uh, where the great Brian Brown shows up. I don't know what the hell happened to Brian Brown. He hasn't been around for a while, but if you're familiar with uh, the FX movies, I love the F- oh, FX yeah. and FX2. Those are pretty obscure. Really, yeah, they are very obscure, but they're great See, movies, and that's man. again one of those where I, I've always thought that like everybody knows FX. Yeah. Like, You'd be surprised how many people don't, don't know anything about FX, be, but blown away yeah. if you walked up to somebody and they knew what that movie was huh. yeah. they're both really good though both those movies with Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy the Bryans man yeah. uh, well he comes in here as a National Geographic photographer and she's he's amazed at what she's doing that she can get as close as she can and she's trying to keep him at a distance and everything and the first time he's out there photographing he's probably a good 10-20 feet away and he's and one of them just storms out of the uh, jungle and yeah. she's like don't run yeah. you know she, and he's She's telling him, eat one of the leaves and just like eat one of the she he's like chewing on one of the leaves and keep your head low be submissive yeah and he's he's like i've never been so submissive in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line with him they'll kill you oh, oh man yeah. they'll rip your arm For right real. out of right off your body i it's saw I, I saw a video the other day of some people you know that were looking at silverbacks and one of them like got too close to the baby and i mean dude just had to ball up in a ball and they were just like do not make eye contact i mean yeah, yeah. and it was standing right over yeah, him, yeah. you know, like a couple inches away. And he just stayed there in that state for a while. And yeah. eventually it kind of backed off a little. And chances are that ground. was what would go on too. If you just kind of yeah. don't oh, look, yeah. ignore it. Oh God. But the, one of those four, animals, they have like four arms. Oh yeah. They're like arms. Yeah. not oh. to mention, I mean, if they just grabbed you, they oh, yeah. just shatter your arm. You yeah. know, I mean, it's one of those wild creatures you don't screw with. That and yeah. the hippos, man. Hippos are like one of the more vicious animals, yeah. too. And man. they look so cute. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I'll just pet them. That's They're cool. just hungry for marbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our youth has taught us nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and what's unfortunate about this movie, too, and a lot of people don't, a lot of people know about Diane Fossey, and you hear stories about Diane Fossey with the gorillas and Jane Goodall with the chimps, but a lot of people don't realize that Diane Fossey was murdered in the jungle while she was doing this research. Really? And not by the gorillas, by yeah. the poachers. No shit, I she didn't had, know that. She went and found one of the poachers' villages at some point, and her like guide who becomes really good friends with her is, is trying to keep her safe through the whole movie and trying to get her to do the right thing cannot keep her from burning their village down uh, and so she takes a torch because she finds a gorilla missing its head and missing its hands and yeah. she was really affected by this and like to the point where she's crying her eyes no, that's like, like a family member yeah. at that point and they yeah. buried the gorilla and they had named this gorilla and everything yeah. and she ended up being buried next to the gorilla at some point oh wow uh but late at night, she's just she's got all her pictures scattered on her bed. And she just falls asleep, and you see someone come in. They come in with a machete, yeah, man. and just chopped her up That's with the machete. They, really? That's how they do that shit in Africa. Yep. And they man. the yeah, guide finds sure. her, and the movie kind of ends with her being buried. And there's a great scene where she's buried, and they surround her grave with these great little rocks. And next to her is the other gorilla that had been killed, yeah. uh, surrounding with rocks. And I always thought it was great that 
during the credit sequence, right before the credits roll and throughout the credit sequence, you see her guide friend who is kind of taking part of the uh, the circle of rocks apart and connecting her and the uh, other gorilla yeah. together as one yeah. kind of big monument there and everything. So it's crazy. And it also has one of the best lines. She keeps going throughout the movie and kind of antagonizing this guy who's stealing the gorillas and uh, buying them for the zoos. And he points a really good question to her at one point where she's like, where's the first time you saw any of these wild animals, Miss uh, Fossey? And the answer's in a zoo. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those yeah. hard things. And I, it's like with the uh, the carnivals. I've completely turned on the carnivals, you know, car- or circuses. Uh, circuses, sorry. Yeah. There's well, no reason. Carnies. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should stay in their natural environment. <laughs> if not, they're going to be on the street. Oh, God. <laughs> the carnies need a place to go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but the circuses and the stuff they put them yeah. through, I mean, that, that that's horrible. We grew, yeah. You it, remember, we grew up. Yeah, we grew up going to them, man. used to come. And Ringling our Brothers tree. And in our yard, huge, was used huge to tree. tie the elephants up to. Really? Oh wow! We had this giant, like if you called three it the of elephant us, tree. Yeah, if the three of us like joined hands, we'd probably like reach around it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. But these zoos, man, we grew up going to zoos too yeah. and Cape seeing and all the Cape and Park and all these Those great poor zoos. tigers, man. I just remember yeah, a the polar bear. They had a polar them bear in the oh. size of like your bath or your TV room. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, and the the way they. It works with video now and like interactive type stuff. You really don't need that type of thing yeah. going on. I can understand if it's if it's in an environment where they're being rescued or they're an endangered animal and they're being kept there to kind of help replenish the, yeah. the species Except or something like that. Except for the white like rhinoceros. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, I did go to the San Diego Zoo and like the monkey cage was like two acres or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a shit ton of stuff. No, Animal with uh, and, What's yeah. the uh, Disney one? The Disney one Animal is really... Kingdom. Animal Kingdom yeah, is really great. And the, the monkeys uh, exhibit on there is like the same thing. It's yeah. just massive. And I know they were doing... I haven't been there since they brought the cheetahs there, but I know for a while there they were planning it. They had like coming soon, the cheetahs. Yeah, I don't know if they were there when we were there or not, but uh, yeah, it was nice. It was really cool. Yeah. Stay away from the Avatar area, though. It's not worth your time. Oh, really? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> we, we waited for like... Three hours to, to buy get. I'm a skunk, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, dude. It was terrible. But yeah, Grills in the Mist. It was nominated for a lot of different stuff, including Best Actress by her. She was really great in it. All right, now the, we had to pick and choose which uh, Sigourney Weaver movies to use, and there's a lot of different great ones. And like I said, we'll talk aliens here in a moment. But we're gonna jump ahead till 1999, and this was just an all-around fun movie when this came out. Everyone wanted to see it, and uh, it didn't disappoint. And that was uh, 1999's Galaxy Quest. Yes, God, I love Galaxy <laughs> Quest, man. It's just such a great mean, idea, it's too, fun, man. Dude. And yeah. I'm not even really a, a, a Tim, what's his name? Tim Allen. Tim Allen fan per se. He was great in this. But he though. was good in this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, he's kind of that was his time period, though. You know, he's kind of lost his luster now. Where it, who gives a shit about him unless yeah. he's the voice of Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Really, other than that, but this he, great actors in this. You had Sigourney Weaver and she Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, but yeah, Sigourney Weaver being a blonde, which wasn't uh, often she, you got to see her that way. She looked good. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That was part of her thing too. That they uh, <laughs> they kind of put her in the outfit that was a little too small for yeah, her and everything, yeah, and it absolutely. was the, the ongoing joke in it. Yeah. So you've got Tim Allen, you got Sigourney Weaver, you Monk. got Sam Rockwell, you got Tony Shalhoub, who was amazing oh, yeah, in this, right. and then you've got the some of the aliens. You got the guy Enrico from uh, just from Just Shoot Me playing the lead kind of alien in the who was the, the girl? The girl was from Dodgeball. She was the real weird looking girl. Yeah, from Dodgeball. yeah. she was also in kick-ass too mm-hmm. uh and then you've got 
uh, the guy from The Office, the guy who played Dwight oh, that's in right. The Office. Oh, that's right. But I also forgot. Justin Long was in this, and one of my favorite characters in this was Alan Rickman, who oh, just yeah. played that like commodity kind of pissed off yeah, guy, the Ferengi. Yeah, he kind of yeah. played like the Ferengi yeah. guy. Like, it's a total ripoff. Of we, yeah. we brought you food from your uh, from your natural uh, your homelands Planet, yeah. and planets, and they gave him like those worm, yeah, worm yeah, bugs yeah, and everything. Yeah. He's just looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen's like got some real food. So yeah. basically, what's going on here is it's it's a take on Star Trek, you yeah. know, and it's the crew of Star Trek, and they're going to these cons. And in 1999, it was really early on with these cons. Now it would even have been they weren't as celebrated. As no, they, they weren't. Right. It yeah. was like we are desperate. We need money, this type of thing. Yeah. Now you went, you were a nerd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these guys were not getting paid what they were, are getting paid now. If you oh, go man. meet Shatner and you want a photo of him, you're going to be paying 120 bucks. That's so crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Norman Reedus is over 100 bucks for a picture of him and everything. And it's man, just ridiculous. I will ridiculous. walk by and take a picture of you with yeah. my iPhone for free. Yep. Like, <laughs> they hide you. They hide. A lot of these consoles yeah, hide you do. behind like curtains and stuff. Yeah. So you can't do that, which is ridiculous, That's man. Terrible. It's, it's or stupid. I think I saw somebody taking a picture of. of of a celebrity and someone else was recording them taking the pictures of celebrity yeah. but from like far away yeah. and the celebrity started screaming at oh yeah Gosh. some of them will get pissed off but that's when you can tell who's really an ass and who's not at yeah. these cons because yeah. a lot of people are really friendly to their to the patrons I've been to a lot of cons before and I luckily I like a lot of the comic book artists and yeah. stuff and Certain they don't charge see it. they like don't the- charge for autographs to the comic book artists and they don't charge for photos with them and some of the minor celebrities like I met uh, the <laughs> The Rob Paulson, who's the voice of like Yakko yeah. from the Animaniacs. Now, see, I would understand really why cool those guy. guys would charge. Yeah, they got to make everybody make it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but Shatner, come on, no, Jesus you don't Christ, have to. I mean, Shatner. dude, Priceline's got you covered for the rest yeah. of your yeah, life. Yeah, they they could make it affordable for people, but it, it's interesting just to see them and talk to them and. Uh, I love in this movie too, where you've got some people who just play the game and they're excited to talk to the fans, but Tim Allen could not care less. And that's how he yeah. was kind of the Justin Long character who's coming and asking questions about stuff that's been written. You got to ask the writers that boy. You yeah. Know, type yeah. of questions. Like, I don't know any of that shit. Yeah. Or you got Alan Rickman who just, he's the only one who has to be in makeup. So he's kind of pissed off anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, having to be there. So, and so what happens is, some of the people at the con, they show up and they're actual aliens from another planet. That's right. And they think they've been watching all these episodes thinking it was these guys for real doing yeah. this when they're actually they just a doing a TV show. Shit yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so remember, they they hire Tim Allen to come with them to the con. Remember, he's hungover. Oh, he thinks it's a shoot. Yeah, he thinks something. it's like a... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, usually it's just cardboard and <laughs> stuff. This is a really good set. Yeah, this is really great. So they literally beam him up there and he's a... Instead of being like freaked out, he's like a believer after that. When they beam him back and he's like talking to the other guys, he's like, you're not going to believe this. You got to see It's kind of cool this. how they did the beaming. It was different than... Yeah. I don't know if... It, did they show it in the show? Uh, no, because it was done... It was different than the show with what the aliens were yeah, doing, yeah. so it was completely different to them. Remember when they uh, when they beamed his monk up? Oh yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Wow, that was kind of wild." Right? <laughs> I, I love Tony Shalhoub in this. He was, was very thing. Yeah. he was very mellow and low key. And Sam Rockwell's character was great because he played like what would be the Star <laughs> Trek red shirt. That's right, yeah. the, the one who's constantly <laughs> afraid he's going to get killed. <laughs> and I love it the moment at the end where he's constantly freaking out that he's going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Shalhoub's like, "Well, maybe you're just like the the spunky sidekick for comic relief." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm the uh, yeah. I'm the comic relief." And he mm-hmm. ends up having some great moments in the movie and everything. But they literally have to 
do their actual jobs and they learned how to kind of do all the the bridge and everything from watching the show right so they would know how to activate everything and stuff yeah and, and the pilot knows how to you know fly the ship yeah. and everything like that yeah so it was very interesting do you have any uh Memories of this movie. Did you watch it in the theater when it came I, out? You know, the thing is, is, I've seen it a bunch of times, but I only re- like remember little bits and pieces of things, and I'm trying to put it all together, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just having trouble. How about you, Dave? What's that? Do you remember any My- specific scenes that you liked or stuff in it? Um, I like it. Well, when the whole exchange when he's fighting the warthog that was down on the planet. And then he finds out it wasn't the warthog that he was supposed to be fighting. Oh, the rock creature! <laughs> and he starts fighting a rock. He's oh, being the rock really creature! Cool yeah. Oh, that's. And they had to leave him there. He hasn't got any. Any. What was the? We haven't got any weak points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a rock. <laughs> He's a rock. yeah. I love when they had to actually call Justin Long in the dorks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to yeah. help them out, we right. switched. We switched handheld things by accident. Yeah, and so that's how they were able to do it. And remember, there was a great scene where he had to help them through those fire kind of that maze oh, where the fire yeah that was pretty yeah. cool. spurting, he and he's like, like jump now, jump now, jump yeah. now, and he has to actually bring them, and then they literally. After fighting, then these creatures too. They're fighting are these like really, really kind of makeup and costume driven they, characters. They, don't they beam the rock thing onto the ship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how yep. they get it? And uh, then they end up crash landing the entire airplane into the con and into like the Hall H type con, <laughs> <laughs> where they all think it's part of the thing and they're all like announcing them as they're stumbling out of the uh, right the ship and everything. And I think it's hilarious. Man. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It I mean, was it was fun. like a PG movie. It was good for the whole family and everything. Yeah. And I love that. I had heard that you gotta make one Alan Rickman. Yeah. Alan Rickman's not a huge fan of like sci-fi, but he read the script and he's like, "Oh, this is just too damn funny for me not to do." Yeah. <laughs> no, his character was great yeah. in that too. He's another person we lost way too early, man. Oh, that's right. He died. died. Oh, he died a couple a long years time ago. Oh, really? Did he really? It was like seven or eight years ago. What? Yeah, yeah it's a shame. Wasn't he in the Harry Potter movies? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He huh. he was able to finish the Harry Potter movies, thankfully. But after that, he I was, did not he realize was gone. that. Yeah. Shortly after the Harry Potter movies ended, he had died. That's that was really sad. So after uh, Galaxy Quest, we got this movie that made absolutely no money: <laughs> 2009's Avatar. <laughs> do you know how much this movie made this uh, was like 235 million dollars to make and it made like 2.7 billion geez, it is the highest man. making uh, grossing movie of all time that's crazy uh, and it's insane and I hear a lot of people knock this movie, which is oh, crazy. I love Avatar. I love Avatar. Yeah. And you don't make that much money if it's not a fantastic movie. It's, it was really good. It's so different watching it on the big screen. And I don't care what kind of TV you have. It's just such a huge it difference is. from it seeing is. it on that to you know a 60-inch TV. Or I even got, 3D. If you were going to watch a 3D movie. Did 3D. you see it in 3D? Oh, it was God, good. I never did so get to see it in 3D. I got a pirate copy of yeah remember? we did mm-hmm. yeah we were like i remember movies. when i first told paul i got a pirate copy he was like huh, i don't know if i'm okay with that yeah we were like we were making movies films and you right, were like yeah. i wouldn't like, i don't know pirate. we get caught watching pirate uh, yeah. thing. it might ruin our movie career yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our columbia house subscription yeah. <laughs> to this day i think that's what that hel- that's what held us back man. yeah right see like, the karma from watching avatar dick yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I remember, um, and, and like I hadn't really even heard anything about it, but they put out a release. It was saying, tr- it was interesting that they were kind of keeping it kind of silent of what this movie really was, right? And what drew me to it was because this was when 3D really made a huge jump, yeah. and they were pushing it, and this was at the time the most modern thing. 
and they said that people were getting motion sickness oh, really? from watching it in 3D. Yeah. So, of course, I was like, well, I have to see this. You know, <laughs> you know what I like about James Cameron? James Cameron, he's one of those people that he has a vision, and then later on he decides how to do it. He's had to invent yeah. different types of camera rigs, had mm-hmm. to invent different types of ways to shoot something. Well, out. that's really the best. His best asset is he knows everyone else's job on the set that better than true. them. Oh, wow. So he can literally call out camera operators and everything. And be, I remember there was a moment in uh, Aliens where the uh, face hugger had to like run across the floor after Sigourney and New- oh, yeah. when it was locked in there in by the Paul Reiser. Yeah. And it just had to jump at the camera and they were not doing it right. And he got super pissed. He's also the director that will get super pissed at everyone. But, you know, you're working with a I genius. I never heard anybody said yeah. that they don't like working with no, him, though. No, because he's a genius, you know. And I think a lot of those types of directors... Try to get, try to get the same actors because they know what they're yeah, in with. So that's right. why you see. <laughs> I may be a jerk, but he knows it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's right. why you see Linda Hamilton is always doing his stuff. Bill Paxton does a lot of his and stuff. And his movies make a lot. And of his money. movie makes yeah. a ton of money. I mean, you think of the movies he's made. I mean, the Terminator, just between the Terminator franchise Titanic, Titanic, or Titanic, because Avatar. at one point Titanic was the greatest Highest movie. Greatest. Yeah, he right, beat movie. so he beat himself. Right. It's insane. So yeah, quit that, beating yourself. Hell, <laughs> <no>, man. <laughs> so there's like five of these. Coming out, but for those who don't aren't familiar really with Avatar, it was a really ingenious idea. Yeah, and I love the idea that they, uh, what was the main guy's name, Sam Worthington? Yeah, that Sam Worthington's brother was part of this program before Sam Worthington uh, got on board. And at the beginning of the movie, he had already died, Sam Worthington's brother. Mm-hmm. And what's going on is they're they're entering this alien planet, but to be able to acclimate with the and connect with this alien planet, they built these avatars, these kind of <clears throat> these kind of bodies of these creatures the, is it the Nabu? Uh, is yeah, it the Nabu? The Nabu. I think that's what it sounds is. Right. Yeah. And it sounds right we're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what Cameron's not going to listen. To <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit I'm tweeting them. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is these avatars are completely connected with your DNA. So you get plugged in in a in like a trailer or this like home base and everything. Yeah. But then your your consciousness is connected with these uh, bodies that, and you have to learn to walk with it and kind of connect with it, and then you can actually go onto the planet and mm-hmm. uh, be one of them. It kind of backfires on them when they find out that this is just some like measly little human that isn't even here. Right. But I love the idea that not only. Uh, could his character reconnect because it has the same DNA as his brother now that his brother's died and he's, his avatar is kind of empty? Right. That Sam Worthington can drop in. But the idea that Sam Worthington was a Marine mm-hmm. and lost his legs, the right. use of his legs. So this was an, also an opportunity to do something amazing, but to have the use of his legs back again. So Absolutely. it was great. Yeah. And it was Sigourney was great in this too, and this is uh, why this was a, a definitely given to put her in this mo- on on this pod with her. I love the idea that at the very beginning, she did not like, I think she called him a jarhead through the most of the thing, because that's who her kind of opposition was during this. And your boy, man, your boy's kind of the main Marine guy. Yeah, he's great. Stephen Lang, he was so great in this movie, man. Uh, And me and Dave, I know, have always been Stephen Lang fans ever since like Manhunter or The Hard Way, Hardy Crasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? Doesn't he do a crossover on this too? Does he? With what movie? I'm not going to say that. You're not, oh, yeah, yeah. There is a crossover. <laughs> there is a future Bill Paxton movie we're going to be talking about where Stephen Lang is in this in, in the movie. And it, who, a very character that you're not used to him kind of playing because uh, then again in Manhunter, he was kind of that weak, weaselly kind yeah. of uh, 
reporter that got end up tortured by uh, by the serial killer. But in this movie, man, he got jacked. Oh yeah, I mean, he was huge. Yeah, absolutely. and when I watched this movie, I immediately thought he, he had to needed to be fifties too. Oh yeah, as great as James Brolin was as Cable, I always thought Stephen Lang would Ooh, be Cable. That been a, yeah, because he looked just like him in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he looked just like Cable. And that scene where he's talking to Jake Sully, uh, where yeah. he's talking to Jake, and he's actually in that suit, which is very reminiscent to the uh, the suit and aliens mm-hmm. that Sigourney went in. Right, and uh, he remember he's like. He's beefing himself up. It was kind a camera. It was a camera really cool. movie. So yeah, and he really. So what's going on is you know that Jake is going to go onto the planet and he's going to kind of observe and see what's going on with all these different creatures and everything. But Stephen Lang wanted him to go in there and kind of be his guy behind the guy, being the being a marine yeah. and having his first allegiance. Obviously, is to the core. And he goes in there with that kind of mindset that that's what he's going to do, but he just gets turned turned over by these people and the environment and how connected they are. Yeah. With the, it, it's a very hippie type movie in the Damn, core I of was, it. I would absolutely live on that planet. Yeah, absolutely. Right it really was kind of. I always considered it like a live action Fern Gully. Do you remember? Yeah, Fern Gully? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really kind of was, and uh, I love the idea that they're. They're kind of braids connected with the dragons. Yeah. And that's what I could imagine was probably the best 3D stuff when they got into the dragons. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Uh, Going to get that the dragons yeah. was kind of crazy. That or when um, they were at like the soul tree and all those little white oh, things yeah, started yeah. coming around. I didn't think dude. about that. Yeah, that was so cool to watch in 3D. I mean, it, and, you know, it was like, whoa, this is really 3D ish. You know, I mean, so it was great. There's a couple scenes that specifically. Uh, stand out to me, and I, I love the scene where he's first connected, you know, and they're oh, waking, w- and he's not, and they're listen, waking him up, and they're trying to, to keep, yeah, and they're trying to keep him down. Wait, hold up, hold up, and the guy from Hatchets oh, yeah. is the other guy that's kind of with him, and oh. he's he just wants to get out because you know it's unlike anyone else. He just wants to use his legs. Yeah, he just wants so to then walk. he busts outside, and then you see Sigourney Weaver for the first time playing basketball in yeah. her avatar, and it kind of has it kind of looks like Sigourney Weaver in yeah. a little way. Yeah, it but does. her voice obviously is yeah. just like Sigourney. So there, he just can't stop running, and he's running in that field. But the other scene that I really love is when they're going through the jungle for the first time, and you get to see that like panther type cat. Oh yeah, and that and was she such comes a and saves him, right? Yeah. yeah, and you could tell that that was a vicious. You don't realize that these creatures in this jungle are really, really scary and will bite your head off. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any parts of this that stood out to you? Um, well, I mean, I really liked, you know, like the conclusion where he like actually became the Avatar. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was really cool. But also... And it ends with that, doesn't it? Isn't that the, like the last frame with him opening his eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they take him to that tree and everybody's, you know, praying and they're yeah. doing a ceremony and like it ends up working. You we know? should mention the people that played the Naboo too were great. You got Zoe Salaha. Uh, Salon, is it uh, Salanda, Salananda, yeah, she was uh, Gamora? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Gamora and uh, Uhura. Uh, she's the same woman that played Uhura. Mm-hmm. But you've also got CCH Pond, uh, Pounder played the mom, and then the dad was Wes Duty. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, you know, Wes Duty from Heat. He's also from uh, Last of the Mohicans, the okay. Native American guy, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? I, I think you're, you're a fan of that whole end sequence with Lang, aren't you? I'm a fan of that, but 
even the overall battle in the air. Yeah. The dragons were dive bombing and yeah. grabbing people with their mouth. When they're going to kill the tree. Them. Yeah, when they're going to kill the that was that whole twenty minute sequence. Yeah. Leading up to the end. Stephen Lang was so great in that he's just that general that's sitting there with his cup of coffee yep. and he seems just safe as hell. And yep. there's one point where he gets like bumped and everything and he get kind of gets concerned the very slightest, but he knows we're just gonna Launch those missiles, and we're going to go home, and this is what our job is. Yeah. I mean, he is the epitome of, like, military, military I mean, yeah. yeah, they wanted him to be a Rumsfeld. Yeah. yeah. Who was the he guy? Really, Nor- Storm and Norman. Storm and Norman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was the guy that um, was, like, the – he was in charge there that – uh, oh, Giovanni Rubisi. That's who. It yeah, was. he yeah, was great yeah. when he's like yeah. putting golf around yeah, everyone and yeah. he's explaining about he the war. Yeah, he was just a yeah. He was company man, corporate yeah. dickhead. Yeah, yeah, he was that company man that is like. He reminds me. This of is what this Paul is Reiser. worth. Yeah, very you know, Paul Reiser. Right. It's true, and he explains what like one little twenty million dollars. It's twenty million dollars for a kilogram or something like yeah. or a kilo or something of this little ore that's like everywhere and right. they were like he they just didn't understand they were like right under that big tree is where this whole payload is right just tell them to move someplace else yeah. they're like you don't understand they are all connected yeah uh, and you kill that you kill everything such a cool concept man. uh for me i love and we talked about it earlier that Stephen lang part where he's in that suit and he drops out of that airplane man and he just goes after jake and i love the idea that when he realizes you know you don't have to beat jake's avatar yeah. you just have to find out where his body's connected yep. in that little trailer yep. because remember michelle rodriguez which we didn't mention is the helicopter pilot oh, that's that right. kind of goes rogue yeah. and helps the scientists out and kind of drops that trailer in the right. middle of nowhere so they can kind of get plugged in but i love him trying to like get into the place and he's losing his air yep. and you can tell it's affecting his avatar it's, it's really a fantastic yeah, action movie at absolutely. that. So, and as much as a secret is that first one the two through five no one knows what they're gonna yeah, do yeah i'm really looking forward war, to is there even, war must be coming yeah uh, it's true. gotta be yeah and i know sigourney's part of it because on our imdp page it's listed two through yeah. five she's a, they, part of it do they have like a year release date is it i don't think so 2020 i haven't heard anything he about does it. what he wants i know yeah, and just, then you get it I, just, I don't even know if he's in production right now. Maybe yeah, see, he's just in pre-production. But. That's the shit that I hate the most. Like, I saw some preview. I don't even remember what it was for, you know, and it looked like this really awesome movie. <laughs> and it's like June 2020. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you showing me that for now? Like, <laughs> don't get me excited. I yeah. got enough of my I life. I need six months. Happen. That's all I want. I can't wait any longer than that. Like, <laughs> Well, I hear he's doing, like, he's filming at Lord of the Rings style where he's filming three of them yeah. consecutively, which mm-hmm. is really what you have to do when you have actors that are committing their time and you don't want any actors to drop out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll have situations like guardians of the galaxy where they get killed or Batista in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, it's true. Where Batista might not actually come back for that Guardians three from the le- recent thing. Oh, he just is not. Oh, from the Jamie Gunn. Yeah, he doesn't toss. like. He. I have a feeling they're gonna have to bring him back. I think they're all gonna. S- no, I think they're gonna bring uh, the Thor Ragnarok or the Russo brothers back to uh, to mm. direct it. I think they're gonna use his script and they're gonna uh, bring a different Hopefully, director. Yeah. They're gonna replace Batista with the Rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't even mention it. <laughs> just put him I in there. Shut your mouth. <laughs> if you smell. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't. Care. He's already. He's come out and says that he says I'll wrestle in the backyard. Uh, of people's she told houses. your deep darkest yeah. secret. Do me, do me. Now he said that he doesn't care if he gets sued. He'll wrestle in the back of people's yards to ten people, and he'll yeah. be completely happy. That's all. Awesome. Uh, doing that, he'll go back to doing whatever. He See, I care. like I him so much. He just yeah. has a, uh, and I love everything he's done. And he'll get work, so it'll be interesting in how long he wants to kind of make that stand. Yeah, Jamie uh, or James Gunn's got 
to be. He's a liability to insure now if he drops out. So yeah, he's going to have a hard time getting because people insurance companies want the movie to get exactly. Shot. People will find him. People will He'll find him. Yeah, people will do it. They'll bring He'll him do in. Indie movies or, and stuff. Either that so. or we'll see him working at Trader Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> 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 poor was, Jeffrey Owens, man. That's so bullshit. And if you're not Tyler familiar, Perry with, offered him a job. Yep, yeah, I think that was awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're not familiar with the Jeffrey he Owens. Down too. Oh, did he? I didn't hear no, that. No, huh? he's huh. like, I want to get the job on my merit, not yep. because of this situation. Now wow. he's got a lot of pride and he's got a lot of uh, credibility there. Jeff, if you're not familiar with the Jeffrey Owens thing, he played Elvin in the uh, the Cosby Show, and he got shamed for bullshit reasons. He uh, between jobs, he's working at Trader Joe's, as a, uh, yeah, which is a great company that pays good money and healthcare and all that. Well, and and, and it's, bills to pay. That's absolute yeah. bullshit it's that he like... gets. That someone took a picture of him there bagging, and they're just shaming him for it. They people have these high profile ideas about actors yeah. making. Oh, you don't think he's rich? He made one TV show twenty six years ago, exactly, and he's been doing bits roles since then. I yeah. mean, and no more residuals. Yep, yeah. and a lot of people have yeah, come forward. Anymore. I know one of them was Rosanna Arquette, who's who's like, I have done so many jobs and high profile jobs working as secretaries and stuff like that after I've done known stuff that people that's have crazy, recognized yeah. me and and that's the job man yeah. that's what if we you, have to do yeah. if you get paid $500,000 that sounds like a lot of money so your agent gets 10% yeah like it, your publicist gets 5% the government gets the government gets 80%, 80% yeah. you know and I think in LA it's not as big a thing. People will see actors everywhere working as bartenders working as servers and everything now, if I and, see Tom Cruise <laughs> back in groups yeah, that's, that's a little different, different but yeah, <laughs> or well, you know, if I see Charlotte. Gwyneth Paltrow bag and groceries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go out of my way to shame that woman. <laughs> Dave would be like, "Double bag it, all of it, paper <laughs> inside of plastic, inside of paper." <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this next movie we're gonna talk about here, and this is an interesting. If you look at Sigourney Weaver's career, it's very interesting because there's a lot of stuff she's done where she's come on just to do the voice or a small role for things, and there's some really pivotal stuff and some great things. Like one of them that was not on the list or two of them that aren't on the list where she does uh, voices was one is wally she came oh, she came right. in yeah. and did the voice of like the, the uh the computer at the end yeah uh with the guy in the floating chair and everything wally. and then uh another one was finding dory and it was really done really <laughs> funny where she she was the voice of the rehabilitation park where all the uh, fish were being kept there? and they kept saying her name hello i am sigourney weaver and welcome to this <laughs> kind of thing and so you constantly heard dory saying stuff like sigourney weaver says that we got to go down there <laughs> so they're actually using her real name in the movie so it's really really funny That's how they've great. done that well there's another movie where she came in just to do a cameo at the very end and this was a fantastic movie so i i figured this would be fun to talk about is uh 2012's cabin in the woods oh, oh yeah this is so great this is a great joss wheaton <coughs> movie before he became famous and also before chris helmsworth became famous because this dropped oh, before right. he became like thor yeah and uh he just was just one of the one of the guys in this movie. So this was one of those fun, and I'm always willing to watch really fun, ingenious horror movies anyways, and this really was a good one. It took a twisted turn. Oh, yeah. Like a ridiculously twisted turn. Because at the beginning, you were just thinking, oh, all right, you've got these... Friday 13th style. It's got a Friday 13th feel to it, and you've got these very, like, obvious characters. You know, you've got the jock, you've got the stoner, you've got the... uh, the, the virgin girl, uh, you've got the really slutty girl. You They were obvious within the first five minutes. You knew the dynamic yeah. between these characters. Right. And they're all going to borrow this uh, RV from one of their parents or something and go to this cabin in the woods and they're going to enjoy life. So like Dave said, you know, like half hour into the movie. Was it that soon? 
think it was. I think well, it, was, it might even have been sooner. It might have been like 20 minutes. Station. They stopped the gas station. Yeah. You had that typical guy who don't go down there. Yeah, you know, I know, type man. Of thing. Just turn around, yeah. man. Just <laughs> turn around. And uh, seems like everyone else knows what's going on besides the characters. But what really happens is they go down in the basement of that cabin. Yeah. And they see these weird artifacts and everything. And that's when they cut into a very interesting scenario where you realize that they're being watched by cameras yeah. by this entire like company that have this really uh, run by the great Richard Jenkins and Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not Bradford Lee. <laughs> Bradley Whitford. Wilford Brimley would have been great. They're going to die in diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> the cocoon guy. Slowly. <laughs> no, his greatest role was on Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. He played the, the postmaster post- and, post- and, oh, saw that one. and they kidnapped uh, Kramer yeah, and yeah. he put a bag over his head because he wouldn't oh. pick his mail up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they brought him there. And they, Newman like, was warning him too. Yeah. He was like, you're going to get the postman. It's going to get pissed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that awesome. was a great random scene. That might have been the last thing I saw him in actually. Yeah. It was that movie. And I loved him in a lot of stuff. Well, anyways, that wasn't him. It was Bradley was Whitford who's, who's really big right now. He had he a resurgence. West Wing. He was not Tommy Boy. Um, uh, but Billy, Madison. Billy Madison. He played the and uh, yeah. also he played the asshole in uh, Revenge of the Nerds too. Yeah, he that's was the right. asshole in that. Yeah. But recently he got really famous not only for Get Out as the matriarch the of the dad yeah, who was yeah. really creepy, but uh, in Handmaid's Tale season two of Handmaid's oh, Tale, very I pivotal role. He was the kind of the uh, the master of the Alexis Bledel character, and had a major uh, role in that. And he's he's got that uh, he did that turn that similar to Ted Danson where his hair got all white now but he looks really cool as oh, shit really? with that white hair huh. he's got that white hair and beard that he's rocking all the time but in this movie you still had the uh, you still had that normal look that looked yeah. very similar to the West Wing him and Richard Jenkins might I would watch a movie just with mm-hmm. those two like oh, yeah. if they did a prequel of this just with those together. two it would have been fabulous yeah absolutely so why don't you tell us a, a bit about what is actually going on so the on. company they're running they, I guess they make the, all these creatures they're like Genetic. Well, I think they're kind of like a like they it's sacrifice like, people to. Well, that's you know, ultimately like, what's going. Yeah, on. yeah. So, but what is the end goal? That's what I don't remember. To protect to, humanity. to appease the gods that are underground. Yeah. Uh, so what the, has sacrifice. to happen? Like it's like a blood sacrifice. Uh, but <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's but right. there's yeah. rules to the blood sacrifice. Okay, so right. the the people that are being sacrificed have to choose the kind it has of to be the virgin that have to, well they have to choose the creatures that are going to be their demise yeah and by what artifact they touch in the basement that's how it is being chosen <laughs> she's like i won i got zombies yeah <laughs> these are zombies yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are redneck zombie family yeah these are <laughs> exactly zombie leopard pirates <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's great where they have this brig whiteboard which is probably my favorite part the, of the movie the, yeah. by far the the most memorable when you finally found out and then you found out there was more oh, things. Yeah. other things well you yeah. realize that this facility basically harbored or housed like almost a prison cell all these creatures that you see on this big board right and they constantly released and people so much so that the the workers there are betting on who's going to be picked yeah. and they have this great pool going on yeah. who's <laughs> merman no the merman yeah, yeah. yeah that's absolutely. who Wil- Wilford Bremley is always uh, Wil- I did it again <laughs> <laughs> Brad- Bradley Whitford sorry Bradley Whitford it is, is the same initials yeah backwards. it is so Bradley Whitford is constantly hoping that the mermaid is being chosen, right. which ends up a great funny scene at the end where it ends up uh, crawling He's across like, oh, the ground to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up coming alive is, I think, was it the book? Yeah, it was the book and the diary that they read from. Yeah. 
So the one girl reads from the diary, and then it brings back the zombie family. I have to watch family. It. It was really it's, fun, it's a man. good it's movie. It's such a great movie, man. It's super fun. It's I've seen funny. it a couple of times. It's funny and a little bit scary and like kind of It like get really scary at the like, end. With yeah. the elevator, when they're going up the elevator and you're going past all the cubes, yeah. like the cells, and you could see all these creatures that were on the board. Right. For me personally, my favorite thing is actually pausing the DVD. And reading the board? And reading the board. Yeah, yeah. And being I need like, to do that. It, for, there was part of me that were going like, they had all these cool creatures. Why? they pick zombie family yeah, you know yeah but little did i know that you were gonna see all these at the end right because once these things got all released and it was taking over the facility it was yeah. insane yeah it was great but then at the very end you know you got that's where sigourney comes in man and she's basically the person who comes in and explains what's going on you know those two surviving people so the stoner and the virgin make it all the way to the underground where this is all being kind of housed and you get to see all these creatures coming through as they're going down the elevator well, they make it to that one kind of sacrificial kind of room where you can see the big like images of the athlete and of the stoner. The, right. They call him like the fool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And he's like, wait, I'm the fool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the virgin and they're... She's like, wait, I'm the virgin? She's like, yeah, we work with what we got. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, she's the closest. She was right, though. All he had to do was die. Yep. And then everybody would be okay. Right. Yeah. But he was going to die anyways. Yep. I mean, that's not... Yeah. So that's the interesting thing with the sequels, if there are any sequels coming out of this, because... Are there sequels coming out? I don't know. Do you know I, I I've heard rumors you don't know? I, I, hey, man. <laughs> I think he's just making shit up. I, I might be making it up. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see a sequel to this movie, but... Yeah, that'd be great. But, like I said, the creatures come out from underground, so... Yeah. But then again, a prequel with... Uh, Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins would yeah. be phenomenal. Oh, I love the prequel. You can go. <laughs> we killed those guys. Yeah. Not if we show what happened before. before yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and they apparently you get the impression that they have done this hundreds of times. Before, oh yeah, absolutely. To the point where you can bet. So it's got to be consistent. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're gambling. I mean, if you're on gambling it, something means you're bored. Yeah. There was a number of people working at that company. Oh yeah. You know. So it had a a great mix of horror, comedy, just yeah. gore, and. It got frightening at the end, you know. It really did. See, now, and I always confuse the ending of this with the uh, ending of the remake of Evil Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah and I, I don't know if you've seen that or not. I've seen it once. Yeah. And the only scene I really remember is the scene in the bathroom where oh, he gets yeah. stabbed with the glass or yeah, something and he's pulling yeah. it out of his, and you can see the tongue. And yeah. That I remember. I, I'm a huge fan of the original, so I was... Car- kind of like on the fence when I saw the movie. Right. I can appreciate some of these remakes, but you know. Yeah. You know. I feel you. Yeah. I just always get the two of those confused. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I owned Cabin in the Woods, so I've seen that one several times. I, don't, I definitely don't own the Evil Dead, but uh, I'd have to rewatch it and see uh, what I'll it trade is, you. You trade me? All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we have reached the convergence point. They're everywhere, man. They're everywhere. Game over, man. Game over, man. (laughs) Why don't you put her in charge? (laughs) She she volunteered. (laughs) So we've got Aliens. Yes. Uh, You got 1986. Fantastic movie. Nominated. So you've got both. Bill Paxton, this is where Bill Paxton comes into the pod. Yes. And Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver was nominated, surprisingly nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this. Might even have been Best Actress. I don't know. Yeah, she I was, was kind say, of I don't a know lead. Who to, yeah, yeah. Uh, must be. Yeah. And she was amazing in this movie. Yeah. I mean, the transformation she made from number one, she was a tough, tough chick in that first one. It oh, yeah. had to really, she was the whole sole survivor in that movie. And to come back, you could realize she uh, went, when they went, they went to Hamilton with When her. they went to try to pitch it to her, she's like, no. Oh, yeah, in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah. 
But then she she really wanted to go back. I love when they did not believe her, you know, because there's yeah. no evidence of any of this stuff happening. Right. And she's explaining. I love she's explaining to what happened to uh, the John Hurt character, and this is what was on his face, and the acid for blood, and they're like interrupting her, and they're like, yeah, 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 and they explain to her. This planet you're talking about, we've had people on that planet for the last five years because she's been in stasis for like 60 years. Oh, wow. To the point where she comes out and her, her, and daughter, her, her is, daughter is dead. Oh, <laughs> I mean, died, like, died, died of old age. Old age. Yeah. Uh, and so it's basically just her and her cat, <laughs> Jonesy. And Jonesy gets to stay there, but gets talked into it by the oh, one of the best scumbags in movie history played by Paul Reiser, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he really was he a, a scumbag. Call. I made a bad, bad call, call, Ripley. Ripley. <laughs> a bad call. And for my money, I, I love this movie. This is probably one of the more perfect movies, too, that James Cameron did. He brought the perfect cast to this movie. Uh, you've got Michael B. Han, Bill Paxton, uh, the girl who played... Um, Vasquez. Vasquez, yeah. You got Lance Henriksen who plays Bishop. Yeah. Uh, Paul Reiser. his role. Oh, man, really, really great. And, yeah, he, he reprised it several times, too. So, oh, yeah. Yep, really, really fantastic. So I'm assuming most people know what Aliens is and everything about Aliens. What are some of your favorite stuff about Aliens, man? Because there's so much, uh, at I least mean, for me. You got to mention, I'm pretty sure it's this one, you got to mention Newt. Oh yeah, you know nope. I I I really like mostly come out at night. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> and I think we talked about before some of the deleted scenes that really kind of flushed out her character because you got this in the deleted scenes. If you watch the director's cut, you get to see her with her family. Oh, you get really? to see oh, her I with her little brother and her that. parents, yeah. and you get to see her father have that thing attached to her head. Yeah, where they it all starts. You know, you don't get to see the fallout from that, but you got to see that they found something and they were super excited. We're gonna get a huge bonus man yeah exactly. we found something that no one else found so they were all very happy and then when they dragged her dad back into that truck and she starts screaming that's yeah, where they kind of cut yeah. it and we don't see her again until we see her like shuffling into Under those the, different little like underground kind of areas where she was kind of living and yeah. surviving well and you know and I, I like when you know sigourney tells them like look she's survived here yeah. by herself you know what i mean like listen to yeah, her yeah. you know yeah so I, a lot of that you know just that dynamic everybody was dead right yeah, yeah, all the yeah. colonists they were all, except for her, except well, for her, yeah. you know. And they technically they weren't all dead because they were just being like <laughs> used as incubators. like yeah. incubators, yeah. yeah. Because remember they found that one woman and they it just she's begging to get killed and it busts out of her chest. Yeah, oh. remember that I love that whole scene where they they realize that the area is just basically one big nuclear reactor, so they're they're trying to get all these yeah. the ammo from people. Flame weapons only. Yep, yeah. flame weapons only. But you've <laughs> oh. got Vasquez and the uh, the blonde guy there. Who are like the big kind of burly? Yeah. I mean, flamethrowers no, is the other guy. Flamethrowers are the way to go. The oh, one that gets in the horror movie. On the side. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Flame and there's the, the, their like particular flamethrowers are so badass. Oh yeah, like, Bill. It's funny because Bill Paxton's stuff is probably some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, which oh, yeah. is good that it's a tie-in movie because if he was just a background character, it wouldn't be as meaningful. I think. Yeah. yeah. But he was awesome. Just the Marine stuff in general, I think yeah. was some of my favorites. The guy who played Al Pone, the, uh, the guy who's like the leader of them. Oh yeah. Who, yeah. Who's, Pumping them up as they're going out and oh, everything. Yeah. And I love when somebody wake up Hicks. Hicks yeah. is like sleeping <laughs> as they landed and everything. But I love the music. In my opinion is uh, I love James Horner. He's my favorite composer, and he died way he too. He did young most also. of his stuff. Uh, he did a bunch of his stuff. Uh, he did a bunch of his stuff 
but he also did a bunch of Walter Hill stuff because he did uh, 48 Hours, another 48 Hours. He did uh, Star Trek II Rathacon, which oh, I'm, I'm tied, tied between Star Trek II Rathacon and Aliens are probably my two favorite soundtracks of all time. Don't you and have the... I have both of them on both LP. Them. Yeah, I have the extended two disc or two <laughs> records. How serious he is about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> folks! If you were questioning it up till now, yeah, right. you'll you'll come here every once in a while and you'll hear aliens playing in the background in the like, house. And you're like, what the hell happened? Going on? Yeah, you're inside the room. Should I, should, I, should I come back at another time? Two <laughs> meter, one meter. Yeah, you're reading it wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and one last favorite scene of mine is when Bill Paxton and I know every I know her name is Vasquez, but I swear Jeanette they call her something. Well, I swear they call fast gas in the movie really yeah like because she's quick to shoot that well, maybe I, I, I swear they that say might have that. been in your head but i don't know could have been I thought it was whatever <laughs> i thought it was cool. vasquez yeah it is. it is yeah but i think they call oh, it that at some yeah. point i see but when her and bill paxton just are oh. basically like okay we're gonna die and we're just gonna go out together and no that's not bill paxton it's not no, no it's it the, the other guy who got hit on the head the bandage on his head oh okay yeah yeah paxton got pulled into the ground Oh, is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. he died. Oh, when they're man. when the meters are being read, mm, he, uh-huh. and he starts going nuts. Oh, you want some? Yeah. And then oh, he ends up right. shooting everyone, yeah. and then they come into the ground to get him. Uh, really cool. Yeah. I love when Sigourney has to save their asses, where the guy who gets hit on the head, it's like screwing everything up, and he's trying to communicate to everyone, but everyone's oh, shooting and everything. Him. Yeah. And like your team needs to pull out, and she yeah. basically pulls him out of the uh, seat. She drives she, that. She awesome drives truck. that thing. That truck is and awesome. That's when the best that music that was playing during that scene yeah. was so great man. absolutely and she pulls in there and you get to hear Hicks say we are leaving yeah. and, and then that yeah. big blonde guy that was with Vasquez got sprayed uh, That's with, why he was, with it yeah. and he like turns his head and you could see all that special that effects on his yeah, face so really really cool um, Hicks makes it he makes it all the way 30 seconds of the next one yeah and this was one of those movies that just you think it's over and it just keeps going and the idea that when Newt gets taken and promises her I'm not going to leave without you I'm not yeah. going to leave without you and has to go down and destroy the queen or all the eggs around her and everything and then they come up and to find out that uh, Bishop has is doing that circle around and everything and was it number two where she taped the gun no that was that was aliens yeah yeah that was awesome that's when she's getting ready she's yeah. getting all Rambo, she's getting all Rambo yeah. Man. Yeah. and she's she was a good she was one of those people that you wouldn't be like, okay. She wouldn't she's be able not to pull gonna, this off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but well, she again, was a like tough. Said, same with Linda Hamilton. Five and eleven and a half. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. A, and James Cameron is a lot of those movies featuring those really uh, strong, strong women roles. You, yeah. you think of the role of uh, Sarah Connors, and you think of Ripley. Those or, two right and there. The one yeah, from or the Abyss. The yeah, the one from the Abyss too. She was a tough girl too. The female lead from Avatar. Yep. You know, absolutely, and. Uh, just can't wait till the next uh, Sarah Connors movie that's I coming know, out too. Dude. That's another thing. That's and this trailer's out. Work. No, I don't think no, trailers. No, out. first picture. Just images. Yeah. Are, are images. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not, but uh, yeah, I love the end where Bishop gets split in half. half. We watched this with oh. our dad like late at night. He let yeah, us stay yeah. up. We watched it. It ended at like midnight and everything. Mm-hmm. And it usually was kind of a stickler for if there was too many f words in it or something. And this had this had plenty. Oh yeah. But I think he kind of he put was it so aside. He was so into he it. He did not even, even give a shit. It. Yeah. yeah he, it I'm almost just... positive that's how I saw it. Plus, by that point, too. he probably had his fourth glass of wine. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so this next, we're going to go on to some Bill Paxton here, man. And I love Bill Paxton. It was super sad. There's certain actors that when they've died, it really had an effect on me. And I just, to the point where I'm like, no, that can't be true. And I've like searching several websites that maybe this is a rumor. Hopefully this is a rumor. And he was one. He just went in for like a fairly routine heart procedure. And then again, I guess maybe nothing's routine routine when it's it's a a heart procedure. but still... Complications, and he. It's lost. usually to the anesthesia, or to you have a stroke on the table. Your blood pressure just. Sixty-one crashes. years old, he was in the middle of the training day uh, television series. They were like thirteen episodes in. They canceled oh, the whole series. Really That's crazy. Yep. yep, he was such a major star in that, and he had been. He had a huge career. I mean, huge career. And this, there's you know, tons of thing there's with- tons of Bill Paxton stuff we're leaving off on here. We can mention him as we go on because obviously, I, I left Chet from Weird Science off, <laughs> which is where he kind of started from. Yeah. Well, he did a lot of minor ones. You forget that he was in the original Terminator yep. as just like one of the thugs yeah. that Arnold Schwarzenegger confronted when he first got into town. Yeah, and he was also a. I think he played a thug in the Warriors. Uh, my favorite thing he ever did was the Hatfield and McCoy. Oh, miniseries. so good! Man. I haven't seen that. You oh, are fantastic. Really, so really good. good. Yeah, and fantastic. And a little known fact about me: I'm adopted, and my dad's last name is Hatfield. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There is a connection, or is I? I don't know. I pretend that I like. There is. I pretend there is. You know. <laughs> so yeah, why not? <laughs> Your family was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Waiting I'll, all I'll those years. Yeah. <laughs> so for the first movie, we're going to start off as 1987. This is one of my personal. Bill Paxton favorite and there's so many of the, my mind goes to so many different movies when I think Bill Paxton but for some reason because I was such a fan of it growing up it always goes to this one and this is 1987's Near Dark oh. and this one's fresh in our memory because yeah. uh, not only did I watch it like two weeks ago with Dave I watched it last night again with Justin yeah. and I've probably seen it 20 times in my life so it's I, I'm always eager to see Near Dark that's why he takes the lead it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Near Dark, man. So what were your impressions of Near Dark? We didn't get to talk much about it. So I was, you know, I I definitely think it was very interesting that they don't say anything about the word vampire. They're clearly vampires, but they don't mention it. And I think that was great because it, especially if you look at in today's terms where people will harp on stuff and they will break it apart online and everything. If you don't mention it's vampires, it it totally nullifies all We get to make up whatever rules we want. People are like, well, that's not what you do with vampires. Well, don't say that word. We didn't say that word. (laughs) They could just be... But it was a good way to present, you know, basically it's just like a traveling group of yeah, like nomadic of vampires. Yeah, but. Vampire. yeah. <laughs> we, we can say it. They don't. But it's funny how people. they get. It's funny how they get trapped in the body at the age that they get yeah. turned. Yeah. You yeah. really got you that feel with bad that little for kid. that little kid. Yeah, because the only way he can get somebody his own size is to actually get a little kid, yeah. <laughs> which is seems a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, we're following this character of Caleb who immediately gets turned by this uh, beautiful kind of stranger that kind of wanders into this Arizona town and who has a a family of kind of vampires that she's kind of stuck with. You know, she's (laughs) unbeknownst to Caleb that he is now part of this family also. Yeah, well, and, you know, he took her out and she was like, I got to get home before dawn and they're driving and she would have made it. And then he turns the yep. truck off, and he's like, well, we're not going any further unless you give me a kiss. You yep. know? And so she bites him, and, and then she runs. That's what you get for being pushy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah. you should go by the don't kiss on the first date. Yeah. You never realized. <laughs> well, before we go further, we should mention that this was directed by the uh, fabulous Catherine Bigelow, who got really famous. Uh, Bigelow. No. 
Yeah, Bigelow. I was guessing her one of her movies. Oh, Point Break. She was super famous for, but she The Hurt Locker, Zero Hurt Dark, Locker. That's Zero Dark Thirty, mm. uh, Strange Days was another great Strange one by Days her. Was great. And she was married to James Cameron at during the making of Near Dark, and he suggested, you know, I've I've already got a crew and some great actors assembled for the movie that I'm doing, Aliens. Yeah, that's why you have three of the uh, aliens that are part of this. And he gave it to her before the movies. His movie came out? Well, no, Aliens dropped first. I, okay. th- I think they were filmed, I think this was filmed maybe right after Aliens because Aliens came out in 86 and this was uh, dropped in uh, 88, I think. But it was, oh, okay. they were filmed really close to the same time. So he had already assembled it. And so she decided to take Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, and the Jeanette woman Vasquez. who plays Vasquez yeah. uh, as three of I didn't the, recognize her. They could, yeah. It was tough. But when you look at her in the face, if you just... Get yeah. rid of the blonde Even wig. Villain, it yeah. really is. It really oh, yeah. is. She looks just like her. Though, like she was. I think she yeah. was, but was you she? just didn't realize huh. it because she was kind of all covered up. Yeah. She was pretty big. I mean, when you think of her with those butterfly knives and shit, she, she was pretty jacked in yeah. this movie too. It's a little different when she's got the headband on and she's yeah. got that, she's got that flak jacket on. And yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So yeah, so he gets bit and he's like, basically she gets away. And it, he turns fast. Oh, yeah. Like, like on the walk home. <laughs> yeah, his truck won't start. And so he's walking home and he's just starting to burn. The sun is a major element in this movie. Yeah. That's like the big element uh, in vampire kind of lore in this movie is not only the biting of the neck, obviously. And that makes sense because that's the major artery there. But usually, you know, the sun is always, you know, like, okay, we got to stay out of that. But it's never like they're never actually risking as much as they do yeah. through this movie to stay away from the yeah. sun. Most of the time, vampire they're in a movies, coffin in the basement. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And 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 this one, like you said, these people are nomads. They just go from city to city to city, yep. you know, so they're Get on the new run. vehicles. The RV was pretty cool. Yeah, the yeah. RV, and they, they're concerned with blacking out because they can travel they during the day if they want, if yeah. they're smart about it, because Lance Henriksen usually does the driving, and he has goggles, and he has, like, a nose guard. Right. And he just makes a small slit in, like, the blackout of the windows right. and the aluminum foil that they're taping up on there just to travel. Yeah. And for me, that's suspicious. what I... Yeah. <laughs> Well, for me, and that is why I like vampire movies so much, because everyone brings something different to the genre, you know? Mm. And I used to play that vampire masquerade kind of role-playing game, uh-huh. and there were different elements in that game that I still have not seen in vampire movies that I really love. There was a there's a breed of vampire called the Asimites, which have poison for the blood because other vampires occasionally would try to drain other vampires. Ah. But if you were one of the Asimites, if you tried to drain an Asimite, uh, you would die because they have poisonous blood. That and I, seems I always like thought an unfair that was great. Yeah. 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 That's like an alien vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so you get introduced to this great crew of people. Yeah. And I think I told you when the scene comes that for me there is no better scene in this movie than the scene at the bar. Oh yeah. Oh, that I scene mean, at the bar, that's when it was the I mean, it really showcased all those actors at one point. You got to see Lance be creepy with that that remember he said, just I just want the uh, glass. Yeah. I don't need the yeah, bottle. Yeah. And you got to see why oh, he wanted yeah. that. And he like ends up Slicing the uh, the waitress's neck got sliced by Vasquez, and then yeah. she just tips over, and Lance just fills, fills her fills the cup, the, the keg, glass man. up. It just gets real. Yeah. <laughs> who's the Who's the guy from Scotland, PA? James, James Gross. Gross. Yep, he was one of the guys playing pool. Which a little oh, known yeah. little known fact, he was originally cast as Hicks 
for aliens. And they actually filmed about a week and he wasn't working out and James really? Cameron had to fire him. Oh, he, it was like very similar to like Eric Stoltz uh, originally playing Marty McFly. They filmed a lot of stuff with him and they had to drop him out. From, he's a great actor, great actor in a lot of different stuff. I love James LaGrosse in Drugstore Cowboy. Blame he was great in Phantasm too. Yeah. Yeah, it really... So he didn't work out, but that's the reason probably why he was in this yeah. movie because he was part of hey, that alien. I'll get crew. you another movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's not you're bad. gonna play the pussy. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're talking about the one that got uh, slammed up against the table, or the one who no, was the still one standing I, at the, the one end. that jumped out the window at the end. Yeah, okay. That she was yeah. dancing with. Yeah, that dude that got slammed up against the pool table. Though. Oh yeah, he, he was a big a guy. Shot, I think he was in. Uh, he was in um, Terminator. I think he was that one really? of the guys at the bar at the oh. beginning where he uh, comes in too. Interesting. Uh, but just talking Bill Paxton in that scene. Oh, when yeah. he buys a guy's shot? Yeah. Did I have to tell you about the one about Buffalo Bill? And took the bottom of the head from his beer and stuck it under his chin so yeah. it looks like he's having a beer and everything. Yeah. Or he's just fucking with that guy at the bar. And yeah. He's like, or he's asked the bartender, what's your best uh, like bottle down. of donkey piss that yeah. you have at this place and everything? <laughs> But there was that great scene with the Spurs, man, which my my, yeah. wife, my wife actually had to kind of turn away from too because you knew that was going to happen. He jumped up on that bar and he just swiped his leg across Twice. that guy's yep. yeah. throat. And Ugh. it's funny to watch the scene unfold because you're like, these vampires can take these guys anytime they yeah. want. Anytime they they, can. So they, they, they really them. are. Yeah. So, but the other people were like, the guy had a shotgun. He's like, we're about to kill, kill all, yeah, yeah. Exactly. all these people or, and he sh- well, shoots he, Caleb in the chest and I love Bill Paxton's yeah. reaction because the kid looks down and he's really surprised that he's basically fine yeah. I mean he felt it but he's he's fine yeah. and Bill Paxton says it's a kick in the head isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> uh, damn I was thinking something about the uh, bartender but I lost it anyways go ahead Bill Paxton has that awesome line too where he's uh Remember, he, he drains that guy that was at the bar, and he's like, I hate him when they don't shave. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sticks his finger in it, and he licks, and he's always finger-licking good. From what I hear, that's like an improv line that he did on the day. <laughs> oh, too. really? This really was who... Uh, it's amazing when you look at Bill Paxton's career. When he was young, he played that wild card. You know, he played Chet. He played the near-dark character. Yeah. to Down to the point where he was playing just the dad in characters. He was in Big Love. My uh, wife is a huge fan of Big oh, Love, yeah. if you saw that show. Uh, but the Mormons where he had the three wives. It was really uh, a great show. We never did finish it. We ended up watching the first two seasons, so one of these days we'll have to go back and re- watch it. Uh, yeah, I remember. It was the the bartender told him, he's like, you can get out of here two, way, two ways on your feet or on your back. Yep. And that's when Bill Paxton was like, ha, you know. Yep. Just, oh, oh, it was good. It's about to get... It really, yeah. was, <laughs> it really was a great vampire movie. You did not see anyone vamp out at any point. You, just, no. you saw no fangs, nope. n- nothing like that. So it was a very, like, kind of gritty underground vampire really movie that really paced. wasn't yeah it was really fast great paced. music done by tangerine dream who did a lot of music back in Down the 80s no they did uh to live and die in la yep live oh, and yeah. die in la they did the original score for legend before they put back jerry bruckheimer's uh original theme song for it which i liked both of those huh. and uh yeah tangerine dream has like a certain specific feel to it even they're, the music we did 80s stuff especially even the music in sweet sorrow had in the but then it also had the some rock and stuff that would highlight some. But then they did some traditional strings. Too. Yeah. So it was definitely worth checking out. If you uh, come across Near Dark, it's a it's really very great obscure. one. Very yeah. obscure. It's yeah. a hard DVD to come across. Totally worth do. the time, though. Absolutely. Yeah. The great actors in the prime of their career, and same with uh, Catherine Bigelow before she got really huge. You could tell she had some great camera angles that she used in that. She used a lot of swipe uh, cuts in there in that movie, and it was just a really, really uh, beautiful movie to watch. Yeah. 
All right, so the next one we're going to talk about Bill Paxton. And like I said, there's, there's a lot of Bill Paxton here. If we did our just Bill Paxton, we probably could have filled it up with 20 movies. But the next one we picked here is 1992's Trespass. Oh, wow. Walter Hill, man. Yeah. The great Ice Cube and Ice-T. <laughs> and Bill Paxton and William Sadler, really. Yep. Is Ice Cube in it? Yeah. Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. He's the loose cannon in this movie, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who gets the M16s and just wants to shoot and kill and go in there. But oh, man. So basically, you got this is a Walter Hill movie. Oh, I love Walter Hill. He's one of my favorite directors. He did Brewster's Millions. He did Another 48 Hours, 48 Hours. Uh he did uh, Southern Comfort, Extreme Prejudice. Uh, Brewster's Millions was a weird one because it doesn't really fall. <laughs> it doesn't fit in his kind of uh, dossier movies. Johnny Handsome, which is a great movie that I'll be Definitely. talking about in a couple pods from now when we do our revenge pod. He's, I love Johnny Handsome. And uh, he always uses two different uh, composers in his movies. One of them is always James Horner, who I just talked about, uh, who did Aliens. But his other one is, uh, his name is like Rye Cooter. It, it's weird. Uh, weird name. <laughs> sounds like a punchline. I know. Nope. <laughs> it's better than his father, Harry Cooter. But. <laughs> but he's good. He's got that really Western type feel to him. Uh, very kind of like, uh, what's the, the Texas guitar player? Billy Ray, Billy, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan has that kind of feel to his movies. So every time you see a Walter Hill film, it has that kind of feel to it. And Trespass very, is no different. You're right. It's very gritty. Uh, but on top of that, they use a lot of great hip-hop music. And even uh, I think the end song is with Ice-T and Ice Cube together, mm. too. I mean, these guys are at the prime of their career. And basically what you have in this is you have William Sadler and Bill Paxton are firefighters. And at the very beginning of the movie... They find this guy and they're trying to rescue him from the fire and he's holding this crazy cross and everything and he's spouting all this nonsense about about the church and about stealing stuff and he hands him some uh, some documents and then he ends up walking backwards in the fire and just burns to death. Uh, and so now they've got this kind of information that they bring it back to the firehouse and they look into it and they realize it's all news clippings about the church being robbed of like a million dollars worth of gold and then it's hidden someplace and they right. never recovered it. And in this kind of package of material is a treasure map. And they kind of figure out where they think this is going to be. Well, unfortunately, this is an area of St. Louis <laughs> where a lot of the uh, inner city drug dealers are taking people to kill. Uh. <laughs> and we see that at the beginning of the movie. We see Ice Cube and Ice-T looking at some surveillance video of one of the guys, uh, part of their crew or per person that they deal with uh, being shady and kind mm. of double-crossing them. Uh. So they decide to, hey, let's bring them to this area where we usually bring guys to kill. And it just happens to be at the same time William Sadler and Bill Paxton go there to kind of do some treasure hunting. Now, did you see this movie? No, uh, I've seen it. I saw it in the theater. Really? But I think that's the last, last time, time I've saw seen it. it. Yeah. And the thing is, is I remember thinking it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, you know, it was really good. I, the only thing I can remember is like the fire at the end. Yeah. Were you? you know? Good. No, no, I'm done. Were you a... Fan of hip hop from a young age. Oh yeah, yeah. So first this movie would have first heard. tape I ever owned was Sir Mix a Lot. Nice. <laughs> you know, I I think I was in like he did one of the grade. songs in this movie too. I did he Sir Mix a Lot. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because the whole movie was just hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Other than the score. Yeah. Other than the score. Yeah. What year was this? Uh, this movie was ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was just discovering. I was eleven and. This was right around the time Ice-T and Ice-Cube were both doing a lot of different movies, too. Yeah. Ice-Cube was doing Boys in the Hood. Ice-T was doing Surviving the Game and New Jack City. Oh, yeah. And they were just, they were 
Big time. Yeah. And you said you really like Ice T in the Law and Order, right? The SVU. The SVU. He's really yeah, good at he's it. He's really good in it. Huh. Like it would be weird to watch it and have him not on there. Yeah. He's like the hard uh, guy that was a narc for a while mm-hmm. that wanted to get out of being a narc. Yeah. <laughs> and so he is. He's like the street guy. Yeah. Like I know the streets. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ice T, man. So when shit really gets bad is where they actually get the guy, Ice Cube and Ice T, meet the guy up on the roof that they're they're planning on killing, and if. It's really Bill Paxton's fault. It is his fault. He <laughs> I, should have, I, I, he should have stayed focused yeah, on have, task, he man. He stayed out of the site. So he heard the people on the roof. So Bill Paxton goes to investigate. And he just happens to be like a two floors down from where they are on the roof. It's like a dilapidated and, building. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a dilapidated. I think they used an old brewery or something to film this in. Nice. And yeah, uh, It was a great location. It was a really great location. You That was almost a star of the movie is this location. Yeah, I really remember great. the building being like yeah. really run down. Just really and, run down. You know, but it was. It was great. It made yeah. for, you know, great intense scenes because mm-hmm. you never knew if something was going to drop out oh yeah and something does drop out yeah. and what happens is they end up shooting the one guy that double crosses him and he falls through the skylight and just everyone leans over to look and uh ice t's character whose uh name is king james looks down and, and there's a great shot where his eyes just connect with bill paxton who's yeah. like frozen like a deer in the headlights looking yeah. up at him and they do that great push cut in on his eyes and so game's on now you know, and uh, they immediately run down, and Bill Paxton has nowhere to run, and they confront him, and why are you here? What's going on? And before shit can go even worse, William Sadler busts out with a gun and grabs a guy and puts a gun to his head, and they yeah. take him in the other room. Little do they know, it's the uh, younger brother of Ice T's character, Kim right. James, who's also the uh, he's the limo driver from Die Hard. Yeah. Remember the guy that's yeah, laying yeah, yeah, for him yeah, with yeah. the big bear? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he happens to be like a uh, junkie. A heroin right. addict, yeah. too, and he's like Jones, and man, they I find his, they now. find his shit on him. But they also have that bum that's kind of helping Bill Paxton and William Sadler. Remember, he the only well, thing I remember, he I remember him from Die Hard too. He was the guy who worked was in both the, on Die Hard too. No, the other kid was from Die Hard, the original. Oh. The, uh, but the other guy who played the bum was the guy who was in the radio control that's office right. yeah. that kind of helped McLean a lot of times oh, yeah. and everything. Huh. And he was uh, really funny in this movie. He was a lot of the kind of uh, the uh, comical scenes that he brought mm-hmm. that into this movie. And he was explaining to him how you guys are going to get screwed. This is King James's territory, and right. you don't know what you're doing, and these guys they aren't going to so give many up. Mistakes. Well, they and don't mistakes. they end up having to like give the guy a shot of heroin at some point? Yeah, yeah. And don't they like? Doesn't he overdose or something? No, he, they no, give he, him he, one of their own guys. Shoot him, the guy from Speed. Uh, oh, shit. You know the guy from Speed that yeah. drove that sports car yeah. that he ended up jumping on. Yeah, he's a, like a, a Marine Corps sniper, so they use him on a different building. Oh shit! And uh, he's taking shots, and there's a great sh- moment where they almost have Bill Paxton because one of my favorite scenes from this movie is where they realize. We we need to pull a we need to pull a ruse on these guys, and so they get uh, Bruce A. Young, who's uh, famous for he was. You ever seen an Innocent Man with Tom Selleck when he's when in I prison? Was young, really yeah. good. He was also in Risky Business. He played the guy in Drag that yeah, showed up at right. Tom Cruise's house big first. Big dude. Oh. <laughs> he's a really big guy. Well, he they, he comes up with an idea that hey, we should have one of us dress up like a cop. And like take down and another one of our guys in the view of Bill Paxton, so they'll think the cops are there. Right. And so when he's at the window screaming, "The cops are here! We're saved!" and everything, and why he's at the window, 
the guy from Speed is across the building. He's going to snipe him. Yeah. And right when uh, he's got the shot, Bill Paxton turns to yell William Sadler, and the shot comes through the window and everything, and they realize, ah, oh, we've just been fooled and everything. Yeah. But later on in the movie, he goes to take another shot. I don't know how good of a sniper he was. Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes to take another shot and accidentally kills uh, King James's brother, the heroin addict and everything. Damn. Yeah, William Sadler is the one that got the heroin. Remember he le- loosed one of his arms yeah. to give himself the shot? Yeah. And he takes the needle and jabs it in the neck. Oh, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he takes it back. He's also from Die Hard. Die Hard 2. I know, he's dude. The villain what the, the hell, hell is he doing? There's a lot of Die Hard connections here. So it was a fun movie. It was very tense, and it went all yeah. the way down to, like, the bur- the like you said, the building they burning on fire. Yeah. They yeah. try to sp- – I mean, and they're firefighters. And they, they can repel. So right. I mean, it's, and the guy that won was – not the guy everybody would have been on. Yep, it's the uh, that homeless guy ends up getting all the gold at the <laughs> end, was, yeah. right so before great. the credits. And he, uh, Bill Paxton lived, lived. but uh, the he guy went he went home empty-handed. The the homeless guy is like, just run, just run. I got this. I, and then when Bill Paxton like exits the screens, he picks up that big bag of all the gold, and just yeah. smiles and laughs, and that's like so walks great. off with it. Man, really fun movie. Man. Yeah, really good. And that's another one that a lot of people haven't seen. All right, so this next one is one of Dave's personal favorites. 1993, and we got a couple connections with an early movie we talked about, is 1993's Tombstone. Oh, Tombstone. yeah. Now, I saw this with John Christian. Me and John Christian went and saw it in Port Charlotte at the Dollar Theater one night when he huh. was living at the house. And yeah. you, were, you were at work or doing something, he was like, hey, let's go to the movies. And a lot of people forget that this was one of those movies that came out, and they had two movies at the same time that were mm. the exact what same topics. White Earp. Yeah. Wyatt Earp. Yeah. They were both good. Who uh, was playing White Earp? I didn't Wyatt much Earp care for White Earp. White Earp was okay. White Earp and Tombstone was Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Tombstone was awesome. Yeah, Tombstone was phenomenal. Who was it in White Earp? It was, uh, it was Kevin Costner. Costner. Okay, yeah. And Doc Holliday was Dennis Quaid. But in this one, it was Val Kilmer, which yeah. who infinitely oh, always be the doctor. I'm your yeah. Huckleberry yeah. man. Jeez. One of his and Michael Behan, one of Michael Behan's oh, best roles. Uh, but and the also guy from Avatar. The guy from Avatar, right. Stephen yeah. Lang, played Ike. And uh, these are all realistic uh, historical characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got Wyatt Earp playing, uh, played by the great Kurt Russell. His brothers Virgil and Morgan. Morgan Sam, was played by Bill Paxton, and Sam, Sam Elliott, Elliott played um, Virgil. And uh, also a lot of great uh, smaller actors. There was a fourth brother, too. Was there a fourth brother? There was. In this movie? Yeah, I just can't remember who Hmm. it was. It wasn't anybody super famous, I don't think. I don't think so. I think it was just the three, right? I don't know. I can't be the deciding vote. Because they had the... uh, When they were walking into the OK Corral. Well, that was Doc Holliday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doc Holliday was there. Okay. I'm just counting But then we got to see a lot of... It was like a brother, (laughs) man. was, right? Even the minor characters in this movie you forget about. You had uh, Dana Delaney. You had Diane Lane, who was in it. You have Billy Zane, who played uh, the... What the actor? He was yeah, the actor, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Priestley was uh, one of, was yeah. one of the guys in this movie too. Huh. So a lot of really end. Uh, Dana Delaney, she was the other. Billy girl. Bob Thornton, remember Billy Bob Thornton? That's right. When he, he was, was big too. He was fat. Really? This was yeah, when he was, was heavy, fat. and they he like put the shotgun down. <laughs> yeah, when he fronted, he was gonna he was gonna come in and, and Doc Holliday and shoot him. Up. Oh, that's He's right. Not, no, you were back in town, Doc. Yeah, yeah. he beats his ass, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, I love the scene where uh, one of my favorite lines to. Uh, quote in this movie is where Ike is talking to the bartender and the bartender mouths off to him. He says, I don't take no gruff from no bartender neither. <laughs> quote that every once in a while in random yeah. situations. I love the uh, the scene where uh, Doc 
is spinning the, the cup. cup. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, because it's such a fucking smack the, in the face, dude. Yeah. You know? Also, like, one of the best actors in this movie we didn't mention was the Great Powers Booth, mm-hmm. who's not with us anymore either, man. Which one was he? He played, what was his character? Curly? Yeah, he, he was, was Michael. He was the leader of Michael Behan's crew. Remember, he was like, "I hate He's to see what happens when Behan shooting." The sheriff was trying to take his guns away because guns in the water in the town oh, that's anymore. Right? Yeah. 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 Wherever the, in the scene in the water that. when they're running at each other, that's where he dies. Now, I think. I'm gonna say something, and I might get this. Might not be, even be this movie. But, oh shit! <laughs> um, no, it isn't this movie. I don't think who. The guy that came to town, Lance Hendrickson, was which movie was that? That's uh, when he had the Quick the, and the Dead. Quick and the Dead. Yeah, uh, also a great movie. Yeah, but yeah, we need to do a Western pod. That's coming. A couple of pods from All now. Right. I think we're two God, pods from or three pods from now. I know. I know. There's going to be one that you and I are going to want to fight over, but we'll see who. Or else you have until then to watch Bone Tomahawk. Oh, I'll tell you that. Awesome, Ooh. dude. I need to. He watch needed that. a. He needed yeah. some scheduling. Here. Oh, I watched Moon. Yeah. Did you like I, it? I fast yeah. forward because I couldn't remember what happened. And so I've been fast forwarding when I listened to the pod. So I couldn't remember it. Dude, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was Sam really you couldn't remember what we said? Yeah. No, I couldn't remember. <laughs> it worked out fun. Yeah. <laughs> all I remember is that you said he was a clone. Uh, you know, and that, that was all fine because you found yeah. that out soon. So, yeah, the Western pod will be good. I, I can go pretty deep on a lot of the older ones, the John Wayne uh, ones and uh, Clint Eastwood ones. I call Honda 3D. Honda 3D? You yeah. Is it a 3D version of Honda? Heck yeah. What? I watched it with my dad when I was a kid. They had the uh, the eyeglasses in the paper. At that is strange, strange, yeah. strange that they would make that It's 3D. the only reason I know that movie. See, Honda <laughs> wasn't that great of a movie in my opinion either. But 3D, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was better. Uh, I mean, historical movies yeah. like Tombstone, any historical I'm just kind of a sucker for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the assassination of Jesse James was that way. Yeah. And the had the most famous gun battle that the battle at the OK Corral. Absolutely, was man. In top, yeah. if you were going to name gun battles in history, I mean, that'd have to be up there. Yeah. But that wasn't where Paxton got it in this one, though, was it? No, they Paxton, took him no, out no, at no, night no. on they the got pool. Paxton got yeah. it in the back where he was playing back billiards. Pool. Yeah. 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 Oh. oh, so bad. And During that storm. That was such a, a horrible scene, and the dogs were barking, and Rammer Corral's like, get that goddamn dog out of here. Yeah. And they're trying and to dig the bullets out of his back, and they just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, and they just had to Ooh. let him die. And then Kurt Russell walking out of the in the in the rain. Remember Dane Delaney's yeah. coming up to him. He's just like, "Get the hell away from me!" Yeah. And he's covered in his brother's blood. Oh, it was so hard. He gets angry. Well, he gets very yeah. real well. Yeah. And even Sam Elliott kind of blames him uh, at that point. Yeah. He's like, "You know, you brought us back into this. We were going to be here. We we're going to be landowners and everything. But yeah. you know, you're you're want to be in it. You want to be that law enforcement guy. Town. Well, he couldn't take the town was corrupt. Yep." Unlawful. Right. Just, unlawful, and he just yep. couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like everybody would slap the sheriff around, like right. there was nobody. Oh yeah, but like you said, there was some of the some actors. This was their best role. I think Val Kilmer, arguably, is this in the role of Jim Morrison in The Doors were probably the two yeah. best roles he yeah. ever did. His scene with, um, with Michael Behan. Michael Behan. This was at the end. this was yeah. definitely oh, Behan's best role. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, wait, he's dead. Uh, no, Behan's alive. Behan's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who was it that died? <laughs> Powers Booth. Powers Booth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Powers Booth. That's unfortunate. He was really great. And he had that great scene um, line I mentioned earlier where he was like, man, I just can't uh, imagine this outfit when uh, Johnny's in charge of it. Yeah. Uh, Remember, he's just crazy. 
Yeah, and like you said, that scene with these flipping the cup. Yeah. And even Johnny Ringo kind of even cracked a smile at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that. But yeah, that scene at the end where they finally draw on each other. You know. It's like they're both famous gunmen. And back then, you're, if you were good, your reputation would follow you. Johnny, That was the around. only person that scared Johnny Ringo, too. Yeah. You know, because remember, he, he even tried to talk him, That's, this fight's not with you, Holiday. That yeah. was the exact line, man. Yep. <laughs> the, the guy from Wings is in it. Oh, yeah, Lowell. Lowell. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He pulls the big knife out. And he's like, he's drunk. He probably couldn't even hit me. Yeah. He's probably seeing double. He's probably seeing double. That's right. I got a gun for each yeah. I got two guns. <laughs> One for One each of Yeah, God. His every, everything that he the said in that movie was, was so poignant. It Anytime really was. he spoke, it grabbed your yeah. attention. Every time he was on on camera, yeah. it really was. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's hard for the, a, a movie filled with such great actors where yeah. – where you're going to get beat out by some different people just because the dialogue and the role is that great. Yeah. I love the scene where he's talking with Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell asks asks him, "Can I beat can I beat him?" and mm-hmm. he's he flat out says, "No." Yeah. No, you yep. can't. And that's why he shows up to do it before him because yeah. he's friends with him and, and he, he was knows dying of tuberculosis. Yeah, he was dying yeah. of tuberculosis too. Yeah. And that scene at the end too where he tells him he's like, "Why if, you know, and of course I don't know if that's true he's or in not. A, he's in the hospital Yeah, he's like point. he's getting ready to die, yeah. you know, and he just basically tells him like, "Why if you were ever my friend, you will leave right now." Yeah. You know, and never kills come him back. having him see him like that, yeah. you know, and just die yeah. in that bed. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Fabulous movie, yeah, really, really movie. good. Everyone contributed in that movie, and it just—it's—it's it's a masterpiece. It really Kurt is. Kurt Russell was incredible. Oh, so in that good. Movie. So many great lines. You yeah. call the thunder. Well, now you, you tell got him it. I'm coming. You, hell's now, coming with yeah. me. Hell's coming <laughs> yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such God. great. All right, so the next one, another great Bill Paxton movie here is 1996 Twister. Uh-huh. Said by with my Boston accent, Twister. Twister. <laughs> we have debris. <laughs> we have we have flying cows. Yeah. There are flying cows. <laughs> This movie was filled with amazing actors Philip who weren't who weren't Hoffman. quite amazing yet. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jeremy Davies was in this movie yeah. before he got famous. Yep. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt was be, probably already famous. A was little she? Bit. Did she do yeah. Mad About You at this point? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe ninety six. She probably was. She doing probably Mad about maybe. You. Uh, so she was pretty big at this point. I haven't seen her in years. I don't know what the hell's happening. Who was with her. the girl that was his girlfriend? Yeah, she was in. She had a uh, a TV series of her own. I mm. think it was. Um, Damn, Still Standing was the name of the uh, oh, okay. series. I used to love it, but a lot of people don't know it. But she was famous for Lost Boys. She was the girl, the female That's vampire in Lost was. Boys. Yeah, okay. And she was also in Less Than Zero, which another great movie with her in it, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Star. Star, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, who else was in this movie? You had... Uh, who was the other team? Oh, Carrie Elway. Yeah. Yep, Carrie right. Elway. Oh, that's right. And that other guy that was with him and always plays a dick in movies. Uh, he was the uh, the boss from Fight Club that Ed Norton hated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie was great at, at the time because I had no concept of Storm Chasers. No. And now they have like podcasts and like you watched this in poor child right probably if it was 96 i definitely watched a poor child unless that oh, was, was up 96 time. yeah 96 and this was fabulous the special effects in this movie I and you and kelly went to see this together possible possible I, I did see it in the theater uh so yeah i might have but it had that great kind of premise to it where they were where bill paxton and Helen Hunt were part of a team originally, you know, and they were yeah. they were coming up with the concept of these these great kind of almost like mini drones that kind of got sucked up. Now you could yeah. like shoot them into the uh, right to the yeah. twister. At this point, they had to like set it up in its path and yeah. hope to God it didn't tip over and right. it just went up in there. These little balls. What was her that, name Dottie? Yeah, Dottie. Is that it? Uh, no, no, Dorothy. 
Dorothy. Because uh, it was yeah, named after right. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, <laughs> so, and you didn't realize that the rival gang had a very similar thing. Where yeah, they were that gonna, they stole from him. They stole the concept from yeah. him. But at the beginning of the movie, Whoever's, Bill Paxton... Whoever gets it first to market, Absolutely, man. yeah. It's true. But at the very <laughs> beginning, Edison. Bill Paxton... <laughs> <laughs> the drunk history one about Edison was one of the oh, funniest I've never things. seen that one. I oh, love uh, drunk the, history, too. Uh, when he, they talk about Edison, yeah. his patent oh, stuff. that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> uh, but at the very beginning, Bill Paxton was like out of the game. You know, he showed up and he just wanted Helen Hunt to sign the divorce papers. Yeah, that's right. With his wife, and then he realizes, oh my God, she's created the one thing that we always talked about creating. Right. And then almost immediately, like, we got a storm. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And he he has to go with him, man. Yeah. He just well, and he, drags and he him tells, back in. You know, and he tells his current girlfriend, like, it's okay. You know, we're just gonna get this signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be on our way. You know, we won't be long. And oh, she realizes man. soon, man, that he this is his life. That's the man. end of the relationship. Yeah, it really was. Isn't that the one where they like have put the truck down in the ditch at that point, and they yeah. have to go and get under the bridge because it's coming so close, and that's like her first experience with a oh, tornado. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and realize I'm how dangerous with that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you got to be a crazy it's motherfucker. Irresponsible nowadays to yeah. do something like that. I, I can't with all the drones I've, and I've, things they but have. But if you're a scientist who's willing to do that for you. The kind of I would like to see one, but yeah. I can be a half mile away. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. I can't lie. I've always wanted to actually see yeah. one. I've seen have like. You, have you seen any and not been around it? I mean, I've I mean, seen even like, in the distance. I've seen like dirt devils, yeah. you know, coming through Arizona and yeah. stuff. But and so it, you can see the funnel, but it's not a tornado. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've lived. All three I've of us have lived through hurricanes. Oh yeah, no, I've gotten plenty hit by of a tornado, but I didn't the, see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's a town. And I can't, the name escapes me near Fort Myers. And I was working on that plumbing crew. Yeah. And we were inside, they were building a high school. And we were inside, mm -hmm. and a tornado came through. Yeah. And pulled a bunch of roof panels off. Wow. And we went out and saw it tailing away. It also picked up all the porta potties. Oh. oh. Dropped them all over the parking lot. Uh, yeah. yeah. I said, we oh, were, whoever's, please don't be my job. We were, over, <laughs> yeah, we were over off of uh, 13th and 39th, and I was out back with a couple of buddies, and we had the door open, and it was just raining. And all of a sudden, I kid you not, the rain just started going sideways. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is pretty bad. We should probably get inside. So my two buddies went inside, and the door flung me wow. inside you know and i told him i said y'all go stand in a in a doorway yeah. right now and we did the power went off and you know it was just like yeah. the whole time we came mm. outside and there were live power well they weren't live but there were power lines on the street with like an inch of water and we didn't realize it and we all just started walking through it and stuff like that wow. but luckily the power had been taken out it's scary man yeah we, we've gone through a bunch of them here and i remember having to deliver papers after one of them and, oh my god and the lines were down everywhere and yeah. i just had to skip streets and everything well you yeah. just had a moment where it came through the farm and it that was a tornado yeah because you said you were like i was ready in to be Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Maria was at and the house. It, the tree fell oh, on our roof. Man. Yeah. The tree branch fell on the roof. Mm -hmm. And she said she and the kittens were under the, like under under the, the table. table. Oh, wow. Like hiding under the table. Wow. And then, yeah. Scary, like, man. I've like seen three weeks ago, same thing as you. Rain started coming in sideways. Yep. And it, it was two minutes of like 70 mile an hour wind. Like yeah. all those hurricanes you we had the last few years. Inside, this man. was way worse than that but it was only two minutes and then it was completely over yeah yep. and sunny out 
and I took pictures of all the limbs and so much stuff falls on our property. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. We have a I thousand Last trees year, the there, one yeah. we got hit by here in uh, oh, shit, town, yeah. and uh, it went, we had a huge branch hit the roof of the house, and I actually, uh, my wife was in Texas at the time, which is usually where all the tornadoes are and the hurricanes, but I remember she told me to... Uh, record something on the phone of the the wind and everything Ooh, shit, yeah, and yeah. when i'm re- while i'm recording it it recorded the tree hitting the roof the <laughs> audio of it and i you could see me jumping with the camera and everything and i'm like oh, oh my wow. crap i just got the uh, audio of the the branch hitting and it was huge you had to go up there with me and uh, help remove it it was so big you know, kyle canane is the comedian no he's like tornadoes are the dickheads of natural disasters <laughs> he's like because hurricanes happen to everybody yeah, yeah. blizzards Happen to everyone. Yeah. Tornadoes, maybe just Jeff's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Louis Anderson, Louis Anderson used to have a bit about the hurricanes, too, and he says, these people in the trailer parks, they, they won't move. He says, no, we're going to rebuild. <laughs> that's scary, uh, though, man, to think that at least with the hurricane, you get a chance to prepare. Yeah. But then to hear those alarms that those yeah, small towns yeah, have, yeah. like in the movie, I think the town had Oh, yeah, yeah. Too. And I'll tell you, one of my favorite things about that movie is when the F5 is finally coming, and they know it's coming because they can see it on the radar, but they can't see it. And then all of a sudden, there's a flash of lightning, I think, at the drive-in. Yeah, the drive-in scene was good. Oh, man, so good. Took up the whole... uh, they were playing. Were they playing The Shining? I think they were playing The Shining were. or yeah, something like that on the, on the screen, and it just took the whole screen piece by piece up. Yeah. It was really crazy. Yeah. I one of my favorite scenes is when they're they're getting down towards the end to that big daddy, and uh, they try to warn Carrie Elway. They were like, "You're going right to it. Yeah, you got to yeah, turn yeah. off." Yeah. And they they've had that rivalry, and Carrie Elway's like, "Yeah, whatever. You're not going to steer us in the wrong direction and right. everything." And the the guy from Fight Club's like, "Man, maybe we should listen to him. Maybe we should listen to him." And right. Then, Boom! Just yep. takes them off and kills both That's of them. That's it. Man, yep. Carrie written off the movie. No, yeah, well, <laughs> because remember they said that he just had this uncanny ability to just see and feel how the storm yeah. was going to move. <laughs> so he was trying to tell him, like, you it's know... It's fine as long as you drive faster than the storm. Yeah. yeah. Kidding, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I love the old woman that they went to uh, visit, too. It was like her aunt. Yeah. Remember, they went and made all the stakes there and hung yeah. out and everything. They had to dig her out of the house, her and the dog That's later right. on. That's right, yeah. She was the only thing I ever saw her in. Aunt she May. was, uh, yeah, she was in Falling Down. Remember, oh, she yeah, was the yeah. one that uh, Robert Duvall went and met that had the little figurines yeah. that they were talking about. It played huh. Robert, uh, Michael Douglas's mom in the movie. Okay. And she was really great in Twister. But a lot of those uh, actors, I, I loved a lot of those young actors. This was a huge movie when it came out. I don't the think special effects were great. Oh, Absolutely. really great, man! Yeah. And this was back in the day where not all special effects were great. Right. You know, '96 was pre. What was the volcano one with Chris Brosnan? That's one. That was another movie that came out with two at the same time. You had Volcano come out with Tom Lee Jones, and then you had Dante's Peak come Dante's out. Peak. And Dante's oh, Peak was right. better, in my Dante's opinion. Oh, Way better. When the grandmother was that. in the boat, oh, and I saw like, the water oh. became acid, and oh. she was walking through She's the like water, pushing and the it boat was like to the sh- melting They were like her 10 legs. feet from the shore, oh, and there no oars. Oh man. oh, man. The boat was getting dissolved. It was yeah. a metal boat, so oh. she had to jump in. Even before that, with the, the two skinny dippers jumped oh, in it, and then remember they... Uh, the kids found the it. The kids found it when Pierce Brosnan had to grab the kid oh, yeah. from jumping in the water, and he's like, wait, 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 and grabs the that, kid. I want that truck 
that, oh, he, that had. he had with the snorkel. The snorkel. I, we were watching uh, it recently, and my uh, wife had never heard of a snorkel in a truck. She's like, what the hell is that? I said, yeah. it's a snorkel. So you go awesome. in the water. Yeah. I said, and she's like, I want a snorkel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it works on Saturdays. <laughs> <but, laughs> those big trucks, yeah, man. Yeah, you go in those water. It's really a crazy concept that trucks can have snorkels. Oh, yeah. And that's the only reason he was able to get to that water when everyone else got stuck at the mm-hmm. end, man. That was a great one. Yeah. We'll have to do like a natural disaster Ooh. pod, man. That would be a really great one because this is a lot of good stuff we could talk about on those pods. Yeah, I see your your eyes are just racing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking of alive. I guess that's not a natural disaster. No, but. it's disaster. I mean, the blizzard. I mean, it, the blizzard is what took put took them down, wasn't it? Sure. Sure. Pilot error. That's <laughs> <laughs> where the pilot would say, "You're correct, sir." Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this next one, and I left this for this the. Is, this is the grand. This is the granddaddy, right? in, oh. in my opinion, because this is a this is a very indie movie that a lot of people out there may not have seen. But this, we cannot. All three of us cannot recommend this movie higher. Enough oh yeah. As not only one of the best uh, Bill Paxton movies, but one of the best kind of thriller slash possible horror movies, I guess you could call it. And that's 2001's Frailty. Yeah. Man, this was such a great movie. Man. So good. So good. Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Too. Matthew McConaughey, Powers great. Booth, one yeah. of the uh, the later Booth Powers Booth. Yeah, that's yep. right. And uh, yeah, back with Bill Paxton here, man. Uh, two really great uh, kid actors in this movie. Absolutely. The, the younger blonde kid went on to be Peter Pan in the Peter Pan movie. Oh, really? And I'm not sure what the brunette kid went on to do. He was fabulous. He was too. great. Both these oh, kids, yeah. I remember watching this movie, and I was like, these kids hold this movie, man. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit? Of, want to start with uh, Frailty? Yeah, so about- Bill Paxton is a widower, I in, think. Like Texas or something? Yeah. yeah. Like this, the mother died giving birth to the little kid. Yeah. So he had the two kids... And he was just an auto mechanic in yep, a small town. A, and I remember him, they said they wanted to go see Meatballs in the theater. So it was whatever time. <laughs> and the other guy's like, I want to go see the Warriors. Yeah. Which was great. <laughs> yeah, which is great because I think that was one of the minor roles Bill Paxton did. They were just the first few minutes. Yeah. They lived near the Rose Garden. And very biblical family. Yeah, you know? very. And looked like nice family like right. everybody. Absolutely. And all, he, all of a sudden... Bill Paxton wakes the kids up. Yeah. Well, he has a vision. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what he wakes up. And he's like, he's like, an angel came to me and told me that we have to flush out demons and that we're special and we're the only people that can see the demons. Could you imagine if you were seven and nine yeah. and your dad came in the room and You would and think said he was that. crazy. Yeah. He told yeah. me we won the lottery and I believed oh, him. Oh, that was yeah. so <laughs> But I, I like he said, God will tell us the names. He will, yeah. he, will, he will let us know what they are. And I love the kids' reaction. That these are people. Yeah. You know, these are, these are people. Yeah. yeah. And because one of the kids kind of bought into it. The younger kid bought into it yeah. uh, immediately. Yeah. Uh, the little Finn. blonde kid. Is that what Finn, his name was? Yeah. Yeah. Finn and I can't remember the yeah. other one. But the other kid immediately, he's like, Dad's crazy, man. Dad's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you would think you would have to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was told from the you're, – you're cutting back and forth, too, because remember, you're, you're, you're seeing Matthew McConaughey in Powers, uh, Booth, in Powers Booth scene where Powers Booth is transporting Matthew What was it? Matthew hand of God the, killer? The, yeah, God's hand killer. God's yeah. hand yeah. killer. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, so basically, you know, he's gone in, Matthew McConaughey has gone into Powers Booth's office, who's like an FBI investigator, and he's telling him, like, I know who the God's Hand Killer is. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody knows this, that, and the other. And he's like, he's like, who is it? You know, and he's like, well, you're dismissing me. Like, I haven't even had a chance to tell you anything, you know. And so that's, so Matthew McConaughey is like the narrator of the story, you know. Telling the story to Powers Booth. Yeah. And so, um, Which, eventually, but he was not 100 percent truthful. 
Yeah. Right. No, yeah. he's Which saying was, the God's hand killer is his brother. Right. Yeah, that's right. Says it's his brother. And so, you know, as he tells the story, you can tell that Matthew McConaughey is the one like of the he's the older brother who doesn't want, you know, to yeah. be a part of this. And yeah. like his younger brother is the one who, you know, his dad brainwashed into seeing these things when Bill Paxton touches these people and sees their sins. You yeah. Know? So what happens is we get and w- I love the scene where they're waiting in the parking lot. You know, they're waiting for that one uh, guy that he says, this is the guy that we need to get. Yeah. And they're watching him at the parking lot. And the little, the older kid of the two is hoping that his father's not like paying attention and the guy just gets away too. Right. But they end up getting him and they end up snatching him and they build this. Well, this is before they built that thing in the ground, but they end up bringing him to like the basement or something. Well, they got the waitress first. Is that who they got yeah, first? That yeah. was the very first one? Yeah, the waitress okay. was the first one. So, yeah, once he's in the room with him, he puts his hand on the people's heads, and he has a physical reaction. Yeah. Crazy. Like, and so do they. Physical reaction. Yeah. And, uh, and so he jumps back. So does the little kid. Uh, well, we don't even know that yet, that the uh, – that the kid has a reaction to it yet really you really they really showcase that later on where they show the kid reacting to it mm-hmm. but you definitely see uh bill paxton kind of jump back and he was like i know what you've done and then you've done this and you've done that yeah and, and this isn't some like inject you and put you out of your misery no. thing he has an axe yeah you don't want to meet Otis. <laughs> oh, Otis is oh. yeah. he <laughs> takes an axe and he literally buries it in the head or the neck of these people yeah. and kills them and buries them in yeah. the like yard in the rose garden him, in the rose garden yeah. yeah and he tells him he said i bet you didn't think anybody knew that did you yeah well god knew yeah. and then boom off with your head you know so they like, literally are avenging angels yeah. basically for god yeah uh, getting he, the evil people out of the world yeah that god tells him in a dream who they are yeah i liked how he the visions were done well oh yeah oh yeah definitely especially and, when he was under <laughs> the car and that Angel yeah. like flew towards him. It was yeah. very yeah trippy like. And then he he gets the bald guy that was the child molester from the uh, from the super- from the market. supermarket parking lot. They grab him. And yep. They do the same thing. And the older kid keeps struggling and struggling with this. Yep. And I love the scene where he's like, you know, you have to. I want you to dig here. And I went until you kind oh, of. Man. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. yeah. So he makes him dig like the biggest hole you could possibly imagine. And what they do is they they pull a shed over it. Yeah. And the, what they're doing is they're basically building a tortured like dungeon. Like a kill no, space. No, like a kill yeah. space dungeon. Yeah. Now, before you, uh, don't judge me when I say this, but I think that we want to build a root cellar yeah. to put stuff under, yeah. and that's a great way to build it. Yeah. yeah. Just no, it's true. dig the hole Move the house. and then build a building around it yeah. Yeah. and just use the floor and then have a lift gate to go yeah. in. I won't promise I won't kill anybody in there. I can kill somebody outside of my yeah. place. And nobody <laughs> will see. plenty of other places. <laughs> Yeah. So do we want to? Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to because we've we've mentioned so if you, this if you, a few times. If you want to see this movie, and we suggest that you do see this movie, and you haven't seen it, yet. maybe you, you may want to skip forward. Go piss off! Right you, now. May, you may want to <laughs> piss off for the next two minutes. Yeah, Dave, you want to do it? Because I know you've seen it recently. I have seen it recently. Um, so what happens is, in earlier in the movie, it was funny. Matthew McConaughey was like. Hey, is this your, to Powers Booth? He's like, this is your mother, huh? Yeah. Oh, man, and so he's good. like, Aston later on, he's like, how come you only got one picture of your mother? And he's like, well, my mom was murdered like soon after that picture was taken. Right. So he kept it. And they're like, they never did catch the killer, did they? And he's like, nope. Yeah. So he wants him to show him the Rose Garden. He's like, if you're, prove to me that this is it. So when he takes him to the Rose Garden, 
that's when you see some flashbacks, but then you finally realize that he is Matthew McConaughey is the younger brother, right? Yeah, not, not the, the older, older one, yeah. <laughs> which is fucked up because so the good. older brother actually was a serial killer. Yeah, ends up yeah. becoming a serial killer <laughs> exactly. because, of, because he gets so fucked up of what his dad did. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, but we forgot to mention earlier the ki- the older brother killed Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, caught him with Otis. Like to the when chest. he was yeah. when he he was trying to make. He said the angel came and told me that you were going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was lying yeah. on, the, on the ground and he was right. Yeah, and so Matthew McConaughey just tells Powers Booth and puts his hands on him and has the flash of Powers Booth killing his mom. And I always love it when they show a murder. In when people are hanging clothes, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. <laughs> the flopping and the silhouettes, yeah. and the sounds of that because it's such a pleasant thing hanging yeah. clothes and listening to the sound out of the sunshine. Yeah, and then like turn around and your demented son. You get like, to do that blood splatter across. Yeah, yeah. 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 like blood yeah. So it has so many possibilities. Oh, and he's <laughs> fucking hardcore when he's stabbing. Oh her. yeah, he like, stabbed her. Like she did something times. terrible to that yeah. young powers booth. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so Matthew McConaughey is like, God, you thought nobody saw that. I love the flashes. That's when they really show the close-ups of the little kid. Oh, yeah. Of him reacting with Powers Booth. The other kid doesn't move. Mm -hmm. But Bill Paxton and the younger blonde kid both have a physical reaction. Like when he touches it, his son sees it at the same time. That's also at the end. He even tells him, I see him. They did (laughs) what I wanted him to do. Which I was hoping that they would show the flashbacks of what the first victims, second and third victims yeah, did. did. And yeah. they did show it. And I was yeah. like, oh, uh, thank God. I'm glad it's they so good. That. Right. But they'll show two of them. And uh, so Powers Booth gets thrown in the grave and dug over. And, and the whole time, Bill Paxton was telling his son, we're righteous doing this. Yeah. God will protect us. We won't get caught. Nobody right. will see us. We can come and go as we please. Yep. And uh, it was great at the end when the... Uh, they were interviewing the Powers Booth like partner or whatever yeah. that didn't stay behind. He's like, I shook his hand and looked yeah. him right in the face, and I couldn't tell you what he looked like. Yep. yep. And then they showed the surveillance footage. His face and it was, was all cloudy, and blurry. Yep. Yeah. Oh and it's so God, good. Dude. Nothing's better yeah. than thinking Bill Paxton's a crazy man through the whole movie than to find out that he was completely yeah. well, saying yeah. God exists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a very relieving feeling, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, but God, dude, such a good. Now, it really did, was perfect. Did movie. you know this? And I, I just learned this today, admittedly. Do you know who directed that movie? I can't remember. Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, that's true. I did know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, did know. I, I thought that, that was real. Because I saw this in the theater. What else? Is, did he do the miniseries with the Hatfield and McCoys? I'm not no, sure I think, if he was part I of that. I think the other guy. I can't I think Costner, Costner did Costner, that? Yeah. 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 yeah, because I know that uh, Bill Paxton, I think, had done some of the Big Love episodes. He had directed set. some of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both stars and directors. And yeah. both in a tombstone-type movie. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Man, the guy from Logan that's in the new Predator movie was so great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the one eye. He had, like, the one eye or something. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good in that. He was so good. The whole cast in that show, you definitely got to see it, man. Hatfield McCoy's. So good. See your kin. That's right. Watch out, man. Awesome movie. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yep, we lost him too young. There was a cut. There's a couple of movies that we didn't mention with Bill that I, I loved him in Nightcrawler, really small role with the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, where he's oh, running around, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing the stuff. He was the guy. He, he was the competitor. The almost, competitor that he was trying to race to the accident scenes before he got there and was trying to come aboard. I'll teach you. I'll show you the ropes and everything. And he's like, No, I think I'll do it on my own. And I'm sure we'll that talk. Yeah, we'll talk about some Nightcrawler. Uh, 
uh, some other time. But not, that, that was a, a very really unredeemable great. character. It wasn't <laughs> Donnie Darko. No. <laughs> he was great in it, though. He really he was kind very of good in it. Really, really good. So, yep. So that's some Sigourney Weaver and some Bill Paxton for you. I'm not sure who our next actor actress pod, but it'll be uh, probably in the next month, month and a half. We'll do another one and. Will be someone that's got a really great kind of Polly body Shore. of work, man. Damn right. Are <laughs> <Polly> sure? <laughs> I, I'm not sure if we could do more than three movies. You for can him, you man. could find a Baldwin crossover in there. <laughs> you could do a bald. You could do a total Baldwin brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, band of Baldwin brothers. <laughs> band of Baldwins. <laughs> band of Baldwins. <laughs> <laughs> How is that not a reality? Yeah. Yeah, I know oh. the Wahlburgers is one. Oh yeah. See? Yeah. So what? They band got of Baldwins. One. Come on, man. I think we got a winner. I know a, a producer and a camera guy here. <laughs> see, I think next week we're gonna have uh, '80s thrillers. Is next Ooh, week, nice. which is a really exciting one. I've been waiting for this one because there's so many great thrillers. Is one of those great genres where it crosses over between action movies, horror movies uh just really dramas and as long we as did it 90s has, already we did 90s thrillers already so and that was a really fun one and there were several that i wanted to put on there that i realized they were 80s and i was like oh, i'll just have to wait that's what gave him the it. inspiration yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i think we got that one coming up like i said we have the uh the western one which really excites us that might be one of our lowest <laughs> listen yeah. to ones because there's a lot of people that that's not their thing but, but if, you know but what if, it is if your westerns thing, are your thing yeah. then you'll love it i'll tell yeah. you now if you name it i'm your huckleberry yeah. it'll be ready to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm wondering if we should leave tombstone off of it you know oh, it's, it's hard come on, but, man it's, i mean i think we should talk about it <laughs> two, like two pods later i mean i know it's not even like we'll table it for another discussion I, I think we should leave it off just because there's so many movies you i was looking through them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take the pod over <laughs> mutiny mutiny <laughs> mutiny on the pod <laughs> All right, so if you want to get hold of us, we can get hold of us both on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's where our platforms are. We're also on Facebook uh, pretty constantly, so look up Fascinated with Films. You can find us there. David's shaking his head no. Thank you. <laughs> I did it so you wouldn't. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I was going to say that. Uh, we're also going to be found on Twitter at Dupree Podcast or email at Fascinated with, or Fascinated with Films at gmail.com. So, yeah, that's what we got for you, man. All right. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so until next time, see you. Peace. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.